Welcome to the Hook and Ladder Podcast, Week 13 Picks, Rivalry Week, uh, Week 12 Recap as well. Um, Justin Santoup, Colin O'Donnell. Colin, happy Thanksgiving. Good to have you home. I mean, Thanksgiving. Good to have you all the way in a different country, you know? Spending American, celebrating American Thanksgiving in Canada. That's how we do. That's how we do. Um, last week was not good for me. The cold up there? What'd you say? The cold up in Canada right now? It's really cold. It's like 25 yeah. degrees. It's are they from Canada or are they from America? Well, I mean, they're from America, but they live in Canada. So Okay. So that's why you're celebrating with they, them. They've lived in Canada for like... What's 10, the name of the town? 10, 15 years. I mean, the name of the town or the name of the city that they are 20 minutes the outside? City. The, the city. Okay. Don't have to give a town... You don't care that it's Manatech? Manatech? No, that's not interesting. I just want to look at it. That's the name of the town. The city is Ottawa. What's it like up there? It's cold. Cold? It's cold. It's like America. What do you mean? It's like it's like a it's like kind of a um it's like New Jersey. It's like a, a nice rural town New in New Jersey. Jersey. It's a suburb of New York City. Like it's not like a big town. It's just, you know. You know, whatever. It's cold. What do you want from me? No, no, I was interested. You know, it's Canada. They're strip mall. I mean, it's not like it's, it's not like the North Pole. <laughs> like I can see grass. It's not just all snow. <laughs> Is it snowed up there? No, there's no snow yet. It was snowing on the drive up though, outside Syracuse. Yeah, well, it always snows in Syracuse. Yeah, and yet your your little brother decided to go there. He thought that was a good decision. Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. Yeah, terrible, terrible school. That's made us a lot of money this year, for what it's worth. <laughs> it might make us might make us some more money this week. All right. Yeah, it might. Week um you got some coffee? I got some tea. Oh coffee sounds so good right now. I just woke up from a nap. All right, here we go. <laughs> week week 12 recap, Colin. Let's make this brief. All right. I, <laughs> I spent my week 12, I got up at 4 a.m., drove out to Penn State, had an awesome tailgate, so much fun, booze was flowing, very passionate walking into the building, kept the energy up for the first, you know, half. It was a really good game, um, classic Big Ten game. It was tight. Rutgers was playing good defense. A lot of punts. A lot of punts. Then they fell apart. And I'll tell you right now, Penn State fans are not happy when Rutgers fans invade their invade their territory and cheer. I've never seen a group of people so disgusted by other by people of another school being in their presence. What is that? Because they don't like they don't think there's Rutgers fans. There are Rutgers fans. I was there. I was a Rutgers fan. But that that that's what that's what they don't think. They when 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 Michigan comes or Ohio State comes or something like that, it's pretty far for them. And it's like a rarity, you know, they don't like see, they don't see them that much. So it's like, and they, there's not that many of them, even when they come. So it's like, oh, like we still got all the Penn State fans here. And they're like, oh, like Michigan respectable program. But like when worker fans show up, you guys are like the gremlin, like next door neighbor. They're like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, get out of here. Shoot, shoot. Like we came here to be a real football school, not not have you guys topped up ready to fight us. It was very disrespectful. Why? What were they doing? Like, 
I'd cheer, cheer. I'd be very, I'm a very loud supporter of Rutgers, but I've got one rule, right? When I go on the road, I, if I'm going to travel to Rutgers or travel from Rutgers to go to Penn State, I'm going to get up at the crack of dawn and drive three and a half hours to your ugly ass, depressing gray out area and cheer for my team. I'm going to be cheer. I'm going to cheer loudly for my team, but I'm, I won't be negative towards Penn State. There won't be no, 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 no negative cheering towards Penn State. No, no fuck Penn State. no, none of that stuff. But, but when Rutgers gets a sack on a third down, I'm going to cheer. I'm going to be like, let's go. Like, let's go defense, which I think is totally fair. They did not like that. You come into our town, you don't cheer. What the hell is that? I'm a cheer. I bought my ticket just the same you did, you ugly piece of turd. Do you guys have a you guys have a crew where you like yeah, rolled they, in? They were, yeah, we we rolled we were six deep. We were rolling in loud and Raj Raj was very drunk. So he was he was very loud. Oh uh, yeah, so that must have that must have pissed him off a bit. Yeah, I mean yeah. Well they don't got that much to do over you know they, they roll out of they look at the gray sky. It's just disrespectful. I mean, you could, they could just be like, like I've been to a lot of big 10 schools and like, it's super, a lot of fans, Wisconsin, Iowa, welcome to our city. I didn't like the Wisconsin fans. You don't like them? Or I didn't like them. Why not? They, didn't, they, weren't, they weren't nice. They didn't like us. Well, no one. Likes I think, Notre Dame, I, Colin. Yeah, but like, but like Wisconsin especially doesn't like us. No one likes like, Notre Dame. This is this, this one guy was trying to quiz me. Like I was trying to get a beer, and this guy's trying to quiz me on like Notre Dame history, and he's telling me like he's like who's the winningest Notre Dame, who's the winningest winning, winningest coach in Notre Dame history, and I go it's going to be Brian Kelly after today because he set the record against Wisconsin. Beating Wisconsin. <laughs> And and he's like, no, it's not, no, it's not. I was like, yeah, it is. It it, it is going to be him after tonight. And he's like, no, it's Eric Parsons. I was like, no, he has the biggest, he has the best winning percentage. He's not the winningest coach. Shut your fucking cheese head up and go go, go have a craft beer, you bitch. Like some old guy too. Well, I found Wisconsin fans to be very respectful, and they welcome they welcome like Michigan fans. You know, they welcome you to your city, and Penn State fans, they just are not welcoming. They're like. Like, they don't like you guys. Yeah, that's like that's the difference. The other the other the other fans don't care about Rutgers. Right. Like Penn State does not. They don't care, but they don't like they don't like you either. Yeah, they don't like us. They they don't like to admit that they don't like us though either. Well, because you guys hate them so much, they're like, stop it! Like fucking get out of here. They are. They're. Um... Because they, they're trying to hate. They're trying to hate Ohio State, and you're like the little brother, like trying to like square up with them. They're like, no, 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 we're, we're too good for you. Uh, until we beat them, they'll continue to think that. Um, all right. So I was at the Rutgers Penn State game while I was there watching Rutgers lose. Uh, apparently, all my bets decided to lose. Also, uh, I I went against the spread last week. I went two and um, nine. So. Sorry if you tailed me. You probably weren't, but <laughs> not good. Uh, two wins on the money line, four losses. It was a brutal week. My final tally, minus eight units. That is disgustingly bad. Not good for you either, Colin, but not nearly as bad. Let me do a quick little, little some quick math here. You were against the spread, four and six. You won your over-under play. You were three and four. Triple overtime push. 
Oh, was it a crazy triple overtime? So yeah, it was it was seventeen to three at halftime, and then Nevada comes back and it's twenty four seventeen, and Nevada scores to make it twenty four all with like a minute left to send it to overtime, and then it just went touchdown, 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 two point conversion, and the final score is like forty one to thirty nine. So the overcast easy. It looked like your over my over fifty two was a sweat. <laughs> Meanwhile, it wasn't even like if they kicked the field goal in overtime and got a stop, I still could have lost. Yeah, that's that's crazy. <laughs> I knew I was in a bit of a tr- trouble this week when that happened. I was like, oh. they're they're not all going to bounce that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that 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 was that was pretty lucky. You got your one time early in the morning, uh, early in the week. I mean, three and four on the money line. The week overall minus one point one three, so not bad, but. uh not good. But the thing is, if those are going to be your bad weeks and then on your good weeks, you're profitable by like four or five units, which you have been the last month or so. That's um, that's the recipe for success betting on on sports long term. All right. Let's uh, quickly recap game by game. Um, Wake Forest just did not come to play against Clemson. Is that a correct interpretation of what happened or did Clemson just look like Clemson of old? Clemson didn't look like Clemson of old. Um Uwe Angele is still not, like, anything special. Okay. Wake Forest's defense is still horrendous. Yeah. That, that was kind of my worry going into this is, like, Clemson's defense is legit, and their offense is bad, but Wake Forest's defense is terrible. Yeah. And, like, Wake Forest's defense made Clemson's offense look passable. Interesting. Um, um, they, put, they, they put up the numbers and then their defense, like, I think Wake Forest on a solid game plan, but Clemson's defense, venerable, is still one of the best in the business. They were able to slow them down at least enough. Ohio State blew out Michigan State. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, it was. Did you? I mean, we kind of saw it coming a little bit. Ohio State being that explosive against Michigan State's defense because their defense has been so sus. Um, but like, that's the thing when Ohio State they can they can just go crazy and be really good, and you just can't really can't really figure out when it's going to happen. Like Michigan State couldn't score on them, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I thought that my bigger take takeaway was the the seven that Michigan State put up. Yeah. Like, if you told me going into the game that Ohio State was going to put up, what did they put up, 56? Yep. You know, I wouldn't be that surprised about that. Yep. 49 in the first half is a little surprising, but 56 overall I think is – I thought that was part of the course for what Ohio State could put up. I figure I probably lost my bet, but Michigan State probably put up 30. Yeah. Similar to what Purdue did. Yeah. Um, but no, their defense really kind of locked in. Kenneth Walker's a little banged up, and uh, that definitely hurt Michigan State because they couldn't run the ball at all. And then when you're passing with Peyton Thorne all day, when you can sit back and be ready for it, that's when Ohio State could really eat defensively. And I think their defense has has, has turned a into the corner because I was hesitant against the Purdue game because they did the same thing, but Purdue scored a bunch in the second half. Yep. But uh, the defense has now looked solid. 
pretty much since they made the change, right? Because the 24 against Penn State's not bad. 17 against Nebraska is not bad. The only times they've been in close games recently is because their offense hasn't been able to score as much. Right. Interesting. That's a good point. Iowa State falls at Oklahoma 28-21. I had Iowa State plus the points. Um, right, right side. It was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened? Oklahoma played Oklahoma ran the ball effectively. That's what it looks like here. Iowa State had 10 more first downs, 50 more yards. Um, the problem was Oklahoma defense was getting to um, they were they were able to get to party a bit, seven sacks and uh, one strip fumble return for touchdown right at the end of halftime. So it was 7-7. Iowa State driving to take the lead before half. Instead, strip fumble, now 14-7 at half, and it's a different ballgame. Yeah. Wow. I also um, – go ahead. Yeah, I, I just – I think I think you're on the right side. Uh, Caleb Williams still does not look good, but Oklahoma's defense. They got some guys back on the back end, and they've looked solid now a couple weeks in a row. You trust that that, that Oklahoma defense is – I trust that it's okay. Mm. I mean, you know Oklahoma, I mean, yeah, Oklahoma's not a playoff team anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But like, 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 it's okay against like Iowa State, Oklahoma State, like Texas Tech, those type of teams. Purdue thirty-two, Northwestern fourteen. I believe I had the wrong side on that. I mean, I was kind of feeling Northwestern playing well. Um, they didn't. I don't really need to to keep going too far on them. Penn State, 28, Rutgers, nothing. Uh, Clifford left the game in the first quarter. Um, Villu came into the game, VU, something like that for Penn State, and he was fine, but it was just the Penn State defense was way too much for the Rutgers offense, which is pretty shitty as is. Um, is this came in against um... – No, against no. Iowa, he was not, no. I'm okay. pretty sure VU was hurt. He looks actually like he had a decent stat line. Yeah, he um, he was fine. I mean, the Rutgers defense was worn down, and like they, at a certain point, they were just like, "We're gonna fire the ball up to Dotson on every play," and uh, that that's a good strategy. Because um, yeah, if, if you throw a pick, Rutgers still isn't moving the ball. Yeah, I mean, Rutgers really. I mean, Rutgers got past the um, they got past the fifty, like maybe two or three, two times all game. Like it was just. They couldn't do anything on offense, um, but I don't expect that. I mean, that that's not a surprise. It's kind of how the Rutgers offense has been all season long when they play a defense that is just that much better than their offense. They didn't move the ball against Wisconsin. They didn't move the ball against Penn State. Um, what do you think about Michigan? What do you mean? What do I think about Michigan? Because Rutgers moved the ball against Michigan. I don't think Michigan has a very good de- as the same kind of defense as Penn State. Even Mm-mm. Penn State's defense was. <laughs> it was really good. I also think the Rutgers game plan was was terrible. I don't know. I I, I don't really know how to – I don't think – Michigan was kind of sleepwalking in that second half against Rutgers when Rutgers moved the ball. So, I mean, Rutgers didn't move the ball against Ohio State either. So, they, so that tells you – it tells you a lot. Um, West Virginia beat Texas. I don't know if you watched any of this game, but it, it eliminated Texas from, from bowl eligibility essentially and um, – Got West Virginia within one one win of bowl eligibility, so that's a really big win for Neil Brown and company at home. 
Um, didn't you have Texas? I'm sure you did watch it. You yeah, did. you're pretty heavily invested in Texas now that I think about it. What do you, oh yeah, they were, they, this this was my uh, they were part of the Greece parlay. What happened? So, uh, I I watched a little bit of it. It was it was bad. My I was I was taking control of the uh, the TV, and uh, first time Justin was also back. Yeah. Like James and Justin are both like Premier League fans. What? And there's some big Premier League game going on at noon. And I had the Michigan, Michigan State, Michigan State, Ohio State game on. And that was like, fans was all right with that. You know, you got to have like the majority. But then that game starts being a blowout. So I'm trying to switch it over to like the Texas, Oklahoma, or the Texas, um, West Virginia. West Virginia game. And I start getting all types of shit about how nobody wants to watch these two, four, and six teams like playing. And I'm like, I got money on it. He's like, oh, I got money on Tottenham versus whatever it's called. I was like, I don't fucking give a shit about Tottenham, man. It's Saturday. Yeah, we're in America. It's Saturday in America. Yeah. You want to watch fucking English soccer? Move to goddamn England. Yeah, seriously. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't it was, do it anymore. Yeah, it was the first. It was, it was the first roommate beef, and he. They were so eventually. I, uh, I when it when it was when it was a real big blowout in the Michigan State uh, Ohio State game. I caved. I gave him. I gave him the main TV, but he was watching like some stream of some barstool guys watching the game too. Like as they were commenting, I was like, just put it on there. You don't need to watch these guys talk about the soccer game. Like there's going to be two goals scored. They're going to talk about the two goals. You're right. You're right. That is that's sus. Um, it's tough. I, I I need to convert them into James. At least has I've been roommates with him for long enough that he he understands the the college football uh, Saturdays. Dude, there's 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 no excuse for wanting to watch Tottenham in the Premier League instead of watching college football on a Saturday in yeah. America. That is just that's un-American. Yeah, that's, it is. That is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. All right. Um, Texas played both quarterbacks. Neither played particularly well. I guess Card outplayed Thompson, but only by a little bit. Um, Texas ran the ball effectively. West Virginia with a really good performance offensively. Daigie played well. Letty Brown played well. Um, West Virginia has been so weird all season, dude. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. But, like, I, I just tried to buy low on Texas. And, obviously, it was it – was, Texas still sucks, man. I said West Virginia – Throws the ball, and they really all do. But Lady Brown still put up 158 on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Texas I don't. There's all sorts of shit. Yeah, I mean, Tom Herman might end up being a, a better coach than Sarkeesian. I mean, Sarkeesian's not going to get a a quick hook. He's going to have some time to to figure it out. But not good. Not good <laughs> right now. Um, yeah. Dominant win for Notre Dame, Colin. 55 nothing. What the hell went down? Yeah, so uh, once again, the if two bets on their own game. Take That's the opposite. I don't know what you were thinking betting Georgia Tech here. <laughs> I think you were, like, you were you were asking me before the game if I was like nervous about it. I was like no, <laughs> you know I'm nervous about every Notre Dame game, so that should be a that should be a sign. Um, That's a win for the metrics, dude. Winning oh, yeah. five nothing is a win for the metrics. 
Yeah, the metrics, all they're they're playing the Wisconsin now, like the bum slayer. Yeah. Wisconsin just beats up on bad teams, so FPI and yeah. SP Plus, all of them, because yeah. they take the margin of victory, and then they play a team with similar talent, they can't do it, and they're like, what? Wisconsin was favored by 10. They yeah. shouldn't be struggling here. It's like, yeah, they're playing a team that doesn't have a bunch of bumps. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, dominant performance, good for senior day. Um, Myron, Tua, Tengavu, most Lola, Mosa. Yeah. One of his cousins, I think. <laughs> I think he's related. Um, got a uh, a touchdown off of a strip sack. Okay. And uh, it, was, it was pretty good to see because he was just, it was, an, it was, you know, it was a classic fat man TD. Yep. He, he lost his dad recently in the year and he was just booking down there. Got to celebrate afterwards, did a, did a little dance. Love to see it. It, it, it was good to see. Uh, besides that, yeah, defense. Three straight weeks without a touchdown given up. Offense scored on every drive of the first half. Impressive. Um, a, lot of, a lot of young talent in the team. It continue. I keep mentioning that. They're running younger running backs after Kyron looked really good. Um, Diggs and Deion Colsey looked solid as freshmen. Running backs. Buckner, probably his first, like, not really great game I've seen him play. But yep. he... They were running like the full offense for him because he was had like a whole half. Interesting. To start. Um, so I that, yeah, D line's dominant. Uh, the, the defense has looked good without Hamilton, which is impressive. Yeah. And uh, the offense, ever since they made the offensive line switch, Cohen has looked really good. And uh, oh, I know they've talked a lot, a little bit about shutting Hamilton down for the season. But if they get to the playoffs, will he come back? He'll be back there in the playoffs, in my opinion. But if they're just in a regular like New Year's Six Bowl, what do you think he's going to do? I don't know. Right. I think it depends on the severity. Yeah. All right. Um, impressive win, dude. I got to stop touching Notre Dame. I just got to pretend they. I just got to cross them off the card completely. <laughs> That's what I'm doing this week. I just I scrolled right past him. I guarantee you I'll be fading him in bowl season, but but whatever. Um, I think our one good call of the day, or at least my one good call, and I know you were aligned, um, but you had you know you at least won some bets. I really you know didn't win much at all, but my one the one that I'm proud of is Colorado over Washington. I finally abandoned the Huskies, and they 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 came. Colorado came through for me a twenty to seventeen win. Um, that's really that. That's really yeah. it. I don't know too much about it. I didn't watch the game. I was driving home, but um, did you get a chance to watch it? I know you were on, on the Rado as well. No, I didn't. This was – I was I was following it, but um, it was on the Pac-12 network. I think Ugly. the same time game, game was going on, so I didn't really get it. But um, Ugly game. Yeah, Rado gets the W despite being outgained by like 300 yards. So, uh, we might have we got a little bit lucky there on the money line, at least. But Dylan Morris throws two touchdowns. Washington's offense, there are two picks. Washington's offense still incompetent. Uh, I think Kyle had to figure a little bit out. But yeah, they're, not, they're, still, they're still not that good if they get outgained by 300 yards to Washington. Yeah, a Washington team that needed the win to keep bull eligibility alive, too, dude. <laughs> What yeah. a disaster! What a disastrous season for Washington. 
Like, what a disastrous season. I mean, they came into the year with, like, legit expectations of being a dark horse playoff team, a dark horse to challenge Oregon at the top of the Pac-12, and they're not even going to a bowl game. Well, that's why, they, that's why they're hiring a new coach. Yeah. Just I mean, faster. Uh, anyway. Virginia, plus 14 and a half. This is a pretty, uh, pretty nice cover. Did I miss that one? No, this is that. You didn't oh. bet it. Oh, okay. Word. What happened? Did did um did Armstrong play? Armstrong played for like four hundred yards. Yeah. Um, we talked about we talked about on the picks pod that I, I I question you on the number, but then I did I did walk walk back and be like, if Armstrong plays, this is a great number. Yeah, uh, I thought Armstrong was going to play. Uh, he did play. They threw for 487 yards. Our game pit pit at a late touchdown to put him up 10. But it, this was just a back and forth brawl all game. Never really felt like 14 and a half with the hook was ever in doubt. So interesting. Um, neither of us had a bet on the Alabama Arkansas game, but like it looks like Arkansas pushed Alabama a little bit. Yeah, I lost a good amount of that game. Okay. It went. It, it was never like Alabama was really in danger, but every time they went to pull away, Arkansas would score. Interesting. You know, you know those type of games where it's like Alabama goes up two touchdowns, Arkansas scores, then say Arkansas gets a stop, then Alabama stops Arkansas. Yep. Like they never actually tie or take the lead, but they never they never fall behind. They had a really cool uh, fake field goal to cut the lead to seven. Okay. At the end of the game, uh, it was like fourth and nine. It, you, it's a jump pass. The guy reaches back and snags it. You got to see the highlight of it. Very, very cool if you haven't seen it. Um, but besides that, I think just the takeaway from this game is uh, there was also like a really – I think one of Alabama's receivers had a sick catch. might have been Jamison Williams, uh, stud. But yeah. I think it was – I thought it was incomplete. And Alabama would have had to pump. That was like a third and that. And a long play, and they hit him, and he kind of bobbled it and went out of bounds when I thought he was still bobbling, and they ruled it a touchdown. But I thought it was incomplete, and I, I don't know if, like, I think Alabama probably still wins this game, but they would have had to punt there, and then I don't like, I don't know if everything goes, you take that touchdown out, it's a tie game, so hmm. it was also he caught it, and the He's in the end zone, and the uh, ref is looking at him, asking for the ball. And as he's looking at him, asking for the ball, Williams is on the ground going like this, like yeah. trying to, get the to give him the touchdown signal, which he clearly yeah. has given because yeah. he's boxing. Yeah. And as he's looking at him, he's like looking, he's like, yeah. And then eventually, the ref goes like this. And then he gets up, gives him the ball, and does like a little jig. I was like, "You just like, like he he wasn't giving it to you because you didn't catch it. It was incomplete." <laughs> and then he reviewed it and just called it complete. But I, I don't think so. Well, Bama still vulnerable. Um, I still love the way Sam Pittman, the job Sam Pittman's doing in Arkansas. Uh, Nebraska hangs in with Wisconsin, but the Badgers come away with a 35-28 victory. Um, Nebraska might be the best 3-8 and team of all time. I mean, is that yeah. a fair take? Yeah, it's pretty fair. I mean, what? Unless they, 
Unless they win this week and go four and eight, then they're the same as 2016 Notre Dame. Well, what's what's the – I mean – So they were favored, but Martinez is out now. Martinez is out for Nebraska against Iowa. What happened? I mean, they were able to hang in there with Wisconsin? I mean, Wisconsin yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they outgained Wisconsin. Yep. They had eight more first downs in Wisconsin. I thought about betting on Nebraska here. I think I mentioned it. But I didn't want to because yeah. I want Wisconsin to win. Yep. Yeah, and uh, pretty much what happens with Wisconsin every year, right? Yep. They beat up on the really bad teams. Yep. And then they get a big spread against a good team, and they almost lost this game. Um, but they, they gutted it out. Graham Mertz, 12 for 18, a touch, touchdown and 145. Not too bad. Typical Graham. That's a good. It's a good Graham Merce performance right there. Yeah. Um, NC State blows out Syracuse. Uh, I'm glad we stayed away from that one. Missouri beats Florida in overtime, and um, SMU Cincinnati. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Sorry, SMU um, got destroyed by Cincinnati. Yeah, that was one of my plays. Um, yeah, Cincinnati looked really good. SMU, Sonny Dykes is now like well on his way to TCU. Yep. Um, SMU or Cincinnati just absolutely dogged them. I think they've been building for a game like this, and this was a team that like you could beat like that. So I think it was good for them. Now number four in the playoff spot two now. So that's big. Um and this also never really fell down. It was, I had a weird day. I had, I hit my Friday night. I lost everything in the noon slate. I won everything in the three thirty slate. I lost everything in the seven thirty slate, and then I hit my, both of my night games. Interesting. There you go. It's a weird. It's a weird day. Up, up and down. Up and down. I was just down. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a good call in Cincinnati. I um. I was with my buddy Corey and his little his little brothers in high school and in, in high school and he's a degenerate gambler already. And he texted Corey. He was like, he was like, I love SMU. And I told Corey, I was like, nah, my my guy's telling me Cincinnati by a milli. And uh, I don't know, if, I don't know if he he ended up not listening, but or not. But um, you were my guy that I was saying like Cincinnati by a milli. Uh, yeah, they did Yeah. So Mizzou beats Florida in overtime. Was Dan Mullen fired before last week, or was that the final? No, after, after. So the final straw for Dan Mullen is is a loss, is an overtime loss to Mizzou. Oh boy, I wanted to bet Mizzou so bad. I don't know why I couldn't get there, but the fact have you seen Colin that eleven of the fourteen SEC teams are bowl eligible except for Vanderbilt and then Florida and LSU? Like crazy. Anyway. Um, that's a that is a, a great win for Missouri and a terrible loss for Florida. Where yeah. is Florida go? Did they go back to Urban? Uh, back to the glory days. I have no idea where they're going. The Greg style. Um, um you see, yeah, I don't know. He's already done such a good job at Ole Miss. Like, do you really want to go to Florida? Is it really that much of a program? Well, like he's done such a good job. It's year two. I know, but that's the point. It's like you're in the process of building. Do you really want to depart and and rebuild again? Like it took him two years to do it. It's not that that doesn't take that long. That's a good point. Yeah, we'll see. Um, 
UCLA 62, USC 33. USC could not stop UCLA at all. I mean, holy crap. <laughs> 63 points. I mean, are you kidding me? 609 total yards. DTR went nuts. Charbonnet had a monster day. Like, Dart was fine for for USC. Um, yeah, he honestly didn't even play that well. Like, UCLA did yeah. really call Washington State by surprise, like, when, they, when, when he popped out there. Yeah. Um, I don't even think UCLA played that well, dude. Like, I think USC might just be that bad. UCLA is a solid team, man. I saw, I saw somebody from a beat writer from LA. Yeah. Wrote an article. It was like, just because UCLA beat a bad USC team doesn't mean Chip Kelly should keep his job. It's like, bro, you're seven and four right now. If you beat Cal, you're favored to beat this week. You're eight and four and going bowling. That's a really good season for UCLA. With a win over LSU and like, like just a Deep couple rival USC and a couple close losses in the Pac in Pac twelve play. Like you had to play at Utah without your star quarterback, and you almost beat Oregon. Yeah, like it was a really good good year for UCLA. And Chip Kelly's building something. Wow, fans are crazy, dude. Fans yeah. are nuts. I can't even like I can't even comprehend that. Um, Baylor takes care of business at Kansas State, twenty to ten. That's a really impressive win for Baylor, dude. Like, really impressive win. I had K-State. I loved the spot. It was one of my favorite plays of the week, um, which, you know, it was a terrible week, so yeah. that, that shouldn't mean shit. Baylor's yeah. defense. Tyler really- Thompson's out this week. Did he go down during this game? I have no idea. I'm looking at the stats. It doesn't – I mean, he didn't play very well, and the backup came in and, and threw one pass, and it was an interception. I don't even know if that was a, a backup or if it was like a, a – Trick play. Trick play, yeah. Um, Bo Hannon, did he get benched? Maybe he got hurt. Because I think Bohannon got hurt because I don't think he's playing this week. So Bohannon got hurt, didn't really affect Baylor. Baylor's defense shutting down Kansas State is a, I mean, that is a, an incredible, incredible job. Like Deuce Vaughn had a big game, but only really because of one 65 yard run. Like, other than that, it was really nothing. He had a 65 yard touchdown run, and that was, that was it. So. Just interesting. That's a great win for Baylor to go on the road and win 20 to 10. Oregon, yeah. Utah. Talk about great wins, Colin. Utah, just <laughs> dominant over Oregon. Um, bad read from us, but like even so, I think Utah deserves a ton of credit. Um, in a weird way, when these two teams play in two weeks, right, in the Pac-12 championship game, in the game that actually – I don't want to say it actually means something because like Oregon's now cooked from the playoff race, but – it's going to be interesting what the line is is going to be. I feel like Oregon's going to be favored in that game and win that game. You think they're going to be favored? I think they're going to win too, but you think they're really going to be favored? Yeah, I think this is just like, you know, I thought this was the year Oregon was going to break the, break the streak or whatever the hell. But uh, this is like this is this is like just fits the Pac-12 to a T, right? Yeah. Oregon, pretty rough schedule goes on the road to a Utah team that's been building, waiting for the moment. They explode on them with Arizona and Stanford as the two games before this building for this Oregon game. And then they go into the Pac-12 championship where then it's just like a matter of pride for the teams and who wins the Pac-12 and Oregon wins but doesn't make the playoffs because they lost. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, that, that is typical Pac-12. I, I don't believe in Mario Cristobal, dude. I don't believe – I don't think his style, Colin, is is set up to win enough. Like, he just – if you play enough close games, right, and you are playing in this rely on the defense, um, run the football, if you continue to play this style, eventually you're going to find yourself in a game that is close that shouldn't be, and you're going to slip up. And that's what happened at Stanford. And if they didn't have that slip up at Stanford, even with that crazy – like BS pass interference call. If they didn't slip up at Stanford, the loss to Utah doesn't mean anything, you know, like they would still control their own destiny. Yeah, I actually, I, I do. I, I, I had this thought too after this night. I never really believed in Cristobal, but I had like the recruiting and everything that's going on there. I, I kind of got sucked up into it, but yeah, you're, you're right on that. And I think that's Oregon's like a Wisconsin. Right. They're like they're like Wisconsin, um, but they play a weaker schedule. I don't know about that. They definitely play a weaker schedule. They don't have to. They don't have to get crucified in the Pac-12 championship like Wisconsin does. Okay. But they like the big. I don't think the Pac-12 is any weaker than the Big Ten West. That's. I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. Like is Iowa better than Utah? I'd take Utah probably. That's like I probably would also. You're right. I probably would also. Um, but it, it, I think in, more in the fact though that they're kind of like head coach proof um, programs. So Cristobal can recruit, and he gets all the money from Nike and Phil Knight, and they have a sick stadium and they have sick uniforms. And they've got like really good strength coaches, and they've got like a go the big old line. But I don't really think like Cristobal got fired from FIU, right? I don't really think Cristobal's a great game day coach, and I kind of I think the same kind of thing is true with um, with Chris at Wisconsin, and I think that's why you see when they go up against these teams, they lose more often than not is because like when they don't have the, like when they can't just exert their superior talent over another team, they get into trouble because their coaching isn't as good. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, However, the difference is Colin, I think Oregon has the ability to recruit these athletes. And oh yeah, the Oregon recruits athletes. They, they, yeah, it's and like I don't think Wisconsin does. No, no, but I, I just meant more like no, the structural advantages built into Oregon and Wisconsin that make it so that they can win a lot of games without their head coach being a great X's nose guy. And I don't think like Paul Chris sucked at Pitt. Yeah, he didn't just become a great coach at Wisconsin. He just has Barry Alvarez like just keeping that shit turning. Yeah. Oklahoma State, 23, Texas Tech, nothing. Um, Oklahoma State's defense is insanely good. Yeah. It is insanely good. Um, Their D-line is, is so good. They just they, – they pressure on the quarterback, stifling the, stuffing the run, just <laughs> really impressive stuff. Um, Miami beats Virginia Tech 38-26. So Miami gets to bowl eligibility. Um, Wait, we, I wanted to talk on that. For a second more on Texas Tech, yeah, yeah, Texas Tech, Go Oklahoma, Oklahoma Go State. Go um, because I, yeah, I, I bet this and I, I was obviously wrong. Oklahoma State's like 
I think I think I mentioned in the beginning of the year that I had them pretty high in my power ratings. Yeah. For the for the Big Twelve, and it was weird because last year was 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 supposed to be their year, right? Yep. But the the thing with this year's team is just they're so, they're built like perfectly. They're just so good in the trenches on both sides of the ball that it makes them like, and they're they're. Defensive coach, I forget his name, is just an absolute stud. But this is now like three points against Kansas, three points against West Virginia, 17 against TCU, and zero against Texas Tech. Like the defense is on an absolute roll. And like the yards. I think they're, the, they're the best chance. Colin, the yardage. Texas Tech had 108 total yards. Yeah, I know. They couldn't move the ball. And the thing is, watching this game, Oklahoma State also couldn't move the ball. And Texas Tech's defense is not great. Um, the difference is Oklahoma State's defense is way better. But they're going to run into a good defense, and then it's going to be trouble. Yeah. Like, if they face Georgia, I think they could get beat pretty handily because it's going to be – their offense isn't going to do shit. They're going to they're fumble the ball or whatever. But they, but they, they don't have the best chance for the 12 at the playoff right now. Yeah, but I mean, would they get if they beat Oklahoma and then beat Baylor again? Right, that's who it would be probably. If they, if, if, yeah, if they beat Oklahoma, then it depends if Baylor wins. Yeah, like would they get into the playoff? That is, I think they do, and I think that's Notre Dame's biggest worry right now. Are you coming around to uh, to Gundy as a um, good head coach? <laughs> Gundy's a good coach, but they're not. Like, you had you had him rated. You, you had him rated towards the bottom at the beginning of the year. Well, he was last year was terrible, but I I, I, I took the top, so you know. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Gundy, uh, you were you were having no fundy with the Gundy. Yeah, no fundy with the Gundy. And, uh, but we'll see if they can get it done in Bedlam. Well, obviously. This is, yeah. I mean, it's, it, this is this calling the biggest game that Gundy's ever coached in. I mean, they've yeah. had some really good teams, but no, like, no, no, no. When they lost to Iowa State in 2011. I don't on the road. I don't remember to send Notre Dame into the into the, into the yeah. I have to. I'm gonna have to look back into the history into the history books. Anyway, this is. I mean, he's got. Do you think Oklahoma I, mean, State- I think I think if they win if I if, if yeah. Oklahoma State wins out I think they jump Notre Dame. So, if okay. Oklahoma wins out I don't think they do. So you think Oklahoma State controls its own destiny? Yeah, which yeah. is bad. So I'm I'm no funny with the Gundy. <laughs> All right, Miami beats Virginia Tech thirty-eight to twenty-six. Another monster performance from Tyler Van Dyke. Um, as Miami gets to bowl eligible, Fuentes out for VT. Um, Burmeister played okay. I don't really have much to much to take away from this game. Didn't watch a, a lick of it. Yeah. Um, Miami went up big. Virginia Tech came back. Okay. Um, that's really good game from Van Dyke against a – Pretty good pass day. Very good pass day. Um, yeah, I think Miami's offense is good. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be a lot of young guys. interesting next year when they bring back Diaz again. Yeah. And they get all this hype because Van Dyke is Derek King 2.0. And then they suck again because the defense is so bad. You yeah. know? 
yeah, if that's your take, you should build on it because you're going to have, there's going to be plenty of value then fading, uh, fading Miami late early in the season. So it's, it's, it's going to, history is going to repeat itself next year if he comes back. And I think he's, he's winning his way into coming back. Yeah. Um, um, Arizona State, Oregon State. Oregon State wins 24 to 10. Really good performance for Oregon State. We talked about the spot and how hard it is for a team from Arizona to go up to the Pacific Northwest, especially this late in the season. Um, and Oregon State ran the ball really effectively. Their fans are pumped up. You talked about how there's really not much to do in Corvallis. So you got a big football game on a Saturday night. You got to go and support. Uh, it's a really good Oregon State team, I guess, relative to their baseline. Like, this is a really good Oregon State. Uh, it, it's cool. Oregon State sucked for so long. And I think in the beginning of the year when they um, were winning some games after the Purdue loss, I was trying to – I was having this argument with you that Oregon State was pretty good. And you were saying that you thought Oregon State's shot to be good was last year. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, they're, they're good. They're, this is a good good year for them. And – their basketball team obviously not looking too hot right now, but last year they went to the uh, <laughs> Elite Eight. So that was AG and Oregon State making software a, a, a really nice raise. You know, you don't really see the the, the sports programs at Oregon State doing this well typically. Yeah. Um, last one, you were on Hawaii, and they won. Hawaii, for you. baby. They worked. They were. They won for you. I'm uh, told you. Uh, you did. What happened? Did you watch the game? The, house, the island. I tried to tell you it was the last chance to bet on Hawaii at home. I don't know. Did you bet on it? No. Yeah. I felt, Colin, I got I got home. I went to sleep around nine o'clock. I did too, but I bet on it. <laughs> um. So you have no takeaways then? Just congratulations for the bet. Yeah. All right. Uh, you ready to move on to this week? Yeah, let's got it. We got it. We got a, we got a lot to go. We got a long way to go. All right, let's uh let's just dive right in. Tomorrow night, Thanksgiving night, Thursday night, the Egg Bowl, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. One of the games of the week. Mississippi State minus one, um, up to minus two and a half in some spots. So it really depends where you can get it. Um, Colin, you wanna you wanna start? You've been a big Mike Leach guy all season long. What do you think? What are your thoughts here? Yeah, uh, this is we're start we're starting off strong with a with a, with a play right off the bat. Um, I like Mississippi State okay. minus one and a half. I think they're the better team than Ole Miss. We mentioned Ole Miss is kind of beaten up. Um, they've been beaten up for a while. You're going onto the road into Stark Vegas, hostile environment. Uh, they put they put the egg bowl on Thursday because. You know, th- Thanksgiving's typically an NFL day, but in Mississippi, people oh. don't give a shit about the NFL, so uh, <laughs> the best day to put it on. Um, Colin, this is is this kind of a principal play also? Yeah, I mean, uh, Mississippi State, I feel like should be ranked, but Mississippi State is just – this is one of my favorite plays. I mean, I, I, I'm going to – I've already hammered. Yeah. Hammering Mississippi State. I, Will Rogers has been playing fantastic. My one worry in this game is that against Alabama, he threw three picks and they were able to get to the quarterback seven times. Yeah. And I think that's like Ole Miss has a pretty bad pass defense. 
<laughs> but they are third in the um, SEC in sacks. Okay. So yeah. Some pressure. If they ever get pressure, force some turnovers. That's the only way, really, I see them stopping Mississippi State. But Will Rogers has been on fire. They should have won that Arkansas game, as I mentioned. And he has just been playing. He's been playing like the Heisman quarterback in Mississippi, not Matt Corral. And we mentioned Ole Miss is a, known as a passing offense, but they run the ball more than they pass it. And uh, fantastic up front for Mississippi State. I mean, their defense is just fantastic all around. I got to remember the name of the D coordinator. I'll look it up right now, give him some credit, because Mike Leach retaining him was one of the best things he has done because he has been Mississippi State's defense has not missed a beat and continued to be fantastic. Zach Arnett. Zach Arnett. Zach Arnett. Great coordinator. Um, I agree, Colin. I'm right there with you with Mississippi State minus one. I think a lot of people think of Matt Corral and think of the old Miss passing attack, but this year it has been their ground game that has carried them and their passing offense really has been kind of weak. Um, and I think that fits in for Mississippi State. Mississippi State's run day has been terrific. I love the way Mississippi State has played offensively this season. They, they, they know what they are. They throw the ball successfully. They don't, and I, I think their come from behind win at Auburn was just like a wow statement to me like they can get down early but they don't they don't change who they are and they're good and they're strong they're mentally tough I think Mike Leach is doing a heck of a job and at home I think they have an opportunity to make a statement on the last game of the season so I am uh I am right there with you all in on Mississippi State um minus one yeah it, it's just it's great too because I feel like I've seen this like as so long but you're still getting some value on this because totally. the numbers are so high on Ole Miss for so many people that haven't made the adjustments on Mississippi State. And then there's also just like Joe Public, so Lane Kiffin. I saw people dressed up as Lane Kiffin on Halloween. People are – it was a good costume. But uh, people are still going to be betting on on Ole Miss here. So Uh, Mississippi State, one of of my favorite plays of the the weekend. Boise might – Boise minus two and a half at San Diego State. Do you have anything else you want to add on that on that game? Yeah, no, that, that's that's good. Okay, uh, I'm with you. Consensus play to open up the pod. Boise minus two and a half at San Diego State. Um, I've got nothing here. This is a Friday nooner, Black Friday noon game. There's a bunch of good games on on Friday. Um, I feel like it's a little sus that um, that San Diego State is is a dog. But at the same time, I mean, Boise State's been so good. Yeah, Boise State has been so good. And I told you I thought their coach might be an upgrade over Carson. And like they, they choked the UCF game. Yep. They sort of beat Oklahoma State. Nevada got him and Air Force got him. But they have just like, they beat BYU. They beat Fresno by a bunch. All on the road, too. They've been so good away from home. Yeah. <laughs> I've got no play here. Um, I, le- I lean Boise, but, like, I feel like a lot of people like Boise, so I can't really get there. Um, like, I was thinking it, it might be a little stinky, like a stink spot. San Diego State is a dog. Uh, San Diego State's having a really good season under Brady Hope. They run the ball effectively, but I just think Boise's the better team. And, like, I, the, the line is – Yeah, I kind of want to bet on Boise. Um, because I agree with you, like they are the better team, yeah. And 
two and a half is not a lot to like even though it's on the road like i Boise killed Fresno State. I, I know. Yeah. I'm trying to find that 92% of the cash and 80% of the tickets on Boise. So everybody sees that. But, like. That's scaring six, me, Colin. That's part, that's, that's part of what's scaring me away. But uh, San Diego State is just. I mean, they could muck it up. Like, they could play good defense. It's a huge game for them to, to chance to get to the, you know. they Yeah. Like a really good year. Like, they could muck it up and. and Better that is the thing. Boise, Boise can can get. Boise's defense is, is better than their offense. Right, and Boise can get turnover prone, and San Diego State's very good defensively. So, like, they can muck it up, and, and that's what happened when they lost to like. Air Force. <laughs> Air Force mucked it up. They ran the ball. They slowed the pace. I think that's exactly what San Diego State's going to do. I mean, obviously not triple option, but like, I think that's what San Diego State will do. So that's why I. I I don't have a play. I think San Diego State. What about Nevada? Three turnovers against Nevada? Boise, like Hank Bachmeyer can get a little turnover prone. If San Diego State can get pressure on him, which I think they can, like he, he can be a little turnover prone. And he only threw one against Nevada, but they had three turnovers. I guess there's fumbles. Um, Yeah, and like so. That's that's, 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 that's such a that's such a good Friday noon game that I'm gonna want to have action on it. I mean, it's gonna be a 9 a.m. start out there in Cali. I know, brutal for them. But CBS at, at noon to watch boys like that's like a. I feel like seeing this game on CBS is like watching a um, it's it's like watching a uh, bowl game almost. Yeah, you know, it gets you ready for the bowl game spirit. Yeah. Um, a Mountain West game on CBS. No play for you? Staying away? Not for now. Yeah, but you will You will have action on it because you're a, a Friday morning, the gen. Speaking well, of Friday, I'm, gonna be, I'm, gonna be, I'm almost done with work. So when I get, the market closes at 1. So when the market closes, I'll roll out and see uh, see who's, who's winning who's losing. That's when, the, that's when your sports betting market opens, when the market mm-hmm. closes. Um, Kansas State, Texas. Colin, talk about a, a, a noon game. Texas, the market has been so down on them. Um, Longhorns minus three at home against Kansas State. Um, Will Howard looking like he's going to start Kansas State? Is that really the case, man? I don't know. Like, Texas is so cooked. Like, yeah, well, so that's the thing is. Do we go to Colin? Do we go to the uh, Do we go to the Texas Kansas State under just out of solidarity on the Friday after Thanksgiving? No, 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 no. no. We don't, we definitely don't do that again. Um, what are your thoughts here? I don't really have very many. I I'm staying far away from Texas. I don't know. I'm trying to think if this line is like this because Will Howard sucks. Because if the line's like this because Will Howard sucks, I I want to take the points with Kansas State. Yeah, or if the lines like this because Vegas is seeing something matchup wise that I'm not seeing. I mean, then I'm then I'm scared. Most people are on. Um, cash is on Texas uh, tickets on Kansas State. Yeah, like that's so, what I'm saying. I feel like Texas is the sharp side, but like. Yeah, but are they just sharp because people are betting on them because of? Uh, yeah, because Will Howard's going to start, and Will Howard sucks, but yeah. Colin, Will Howard can beat Texas. 
He could, and he could, especially the way Texas, Texas. especially the way Texas has been defending the run the last few weeks. Like Deuce Vaughn, Will Howard is a run first quarterback. At least that's how Kleeman likes to kind of employ him. Jalen Daniels beat Texas, man. Yeah, dude, I'm. I I, I agree. Jason Bean Bean played in that game too. No, he didn't. (laughs) I agree. Dan Daniels, a dual threat quarterback for Kansas. Like I agree. Um. I'm just not getting there. Like, I feel like it's, it's stinky. I don't really want to have my money on Will Howard. Um, they blew out Nevada before with Will Howard. They did. They did. It's just, I feel like, don't you see that? Like, you're not afraid of, of, the, of the fact that, that the public is like so over. Well, I, but I'm, that's what I'm trying to see is that the public is like this because they have no idea that, Will Howard starting, and the Sharps are like this because they're like, we got to ham this line down because Will Howard's starting. Like, plus three, even if Will Howard's starting, I think Kansas State, I'm a little bit scared, though. That's why I'm not, I'm worried is if if this is because Will Howard's starting, I feel fine laying the points with Kansas State. If this is because something else is going on, then I'm worried. Yeah. I am just completely staying away. This line is way too sus for me. I do not want to bet on Texas. I have not had success betting on Kansas State. I just want to stay the hell away from the game. Um, just no interest at all from me. Iowa-Nebraska is an interesting game. Uh, Nebraska opened up as a favorite, which I loved with Adrian Martinez as the quarterback. But now with Martinez out, the line has moved all the way to Iowa minus one. Um, it's kind of a pick them though, more so. I don't really know what to make of it because, like, Nebraska has been so good all season long without winning, like, so good without winning. They, they've been – they've covered some games. They've um, played exciting games. Like, they were there with Ohio State. Um, they were there with Oklahoma. Like, just a couple missed field goals here or there, and those games are closer. Um, they should have beaten Michigan State. They really should have beaten Michigan. Like, they really could have had a, a banner year under Scott Frost. And now here they are, three and eight, and Iowa's basically playing for – to what to get the 10 wins is I, I was nine and two, right? Yeah, they win this game and Wisconsin loses, they can still make the Big Ten championship. Right. And Wisconsin doesn't have an easy game, like Wisconsin, Minnesota is not an easy game for Wisconsin. No, no, no. Um, so like I always got something to play for, and yet it's basically a pick them against this Nebraska team that is because well, Nebraska's better. Nebraska's better. I wish that I would love to lay the points with Nebraska. Dude, isn't that so, so sus? This is like the this is the public like, oh my god, why is Iowa only a pick 'em against Nebraska? Because I was, you know, nine and two, and Nebraska's three and eight. But I agree, I agree with everything you're saying. So, are you going to get there even without Adrian Martinez? That's- I don't know. I can't get. I have no idea what this offense is. I I can't put my money on purely Nebraska's defense locking down Iowa. Which I believe they will do. But right. forty-one is a really low number, also. So. That's a, that's a scary undertaking. But I do think – I just don't – I don't know who they're going to roll out there at quarterback. Um, McCaffrey transferred. Right. Nebraska's – I'm pulling up Nebraska. Nebraska's backup quarterback is Logan Smothers. Uh, Logan Smothers. Let's, let's see what I can find about him. Do a quick little Google search. Logan Smothers is a dual threat quarterback, four-star recruit. 
class of 2020, redshirt freshman. I mean, I guess we just don't really know much about him. I mean, I'm sure he's talented, but like, I mean, Adrian Martinez is good. Like, he gets a he gets a bum rap, but he's a good quarterback who has played in Scott Frost's system for a long time. And him being out is that's a significant. I, I, I don't want to bet on on this. I don't. So you you would be on an on, on a uh, hook and ladder island. Um, so are you are you going to get there though? Like that's the question. I don't know, but let me. I don't know if you saw this. This is a uh, part of the reason why I feel like we should be should be betting on Nebraska in solidarity. Is uh, this guy Milton A. Munson Jr. died? I saw this. You saw this? Yes. And he wants yeah. he wants all the um. A former Hastings, Nebraska resident died on uh, November 16th in Grand Island. I don't know why there's a place in Nebraska called Grand Island, but uh, that's besides the point. <laughs> yes. Go he, he, goes, he goes, instead of flowers, I would like everybody to place exuberantly large bets on Nebraska this weekend against Iowa. Yeah, in lieu of flowers. <laughs> yeah. Wait, let, me, let me get the exact quote. What did he say? That's basically it. That's isn't that it? Yeah, irresponsibly large bets on Nebraska over Iowa in the lieu of flowers. And then no, this this was this was the best part though. He goes, the grim reality. This is them talking about his death. The grim reality of Nebraska, of the Nebraska Cornhuskers finishing yet another season with a losing record, proved too much to be <laughs> proved to be too much to bear for Milton Andrew Munson who decided to be seen enough of this world during the team's recent bye week. The Huskers may have not have sent him, the Huskers may not have sent him into the afterlife with, with a victory, but at least they didn't lose. And sometimes that's the best you can hope for. <laughs> I will not be betting on Nebraska. So no solidarity to Milton. Um, for, for Milton. But may he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. Uh, Cincinnati, East Carolina, Colin, is does Cincinnati have anything to worry about at ECU? Yes. Yes. Okay. It's time. Give me, give me the, uh, give me the pirates. Okay. I, yeah. This is one of the podcasts I've been listening to, the sports gambling podcast. They play this whenever they talk about ECU. And I want to show it to you because it's hilarious. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll find it as I'm talking. Um, I'm taking ECU here because right, it's two touchdowns on the road. ECU figured some things out on offense. The losses, South Carolina looks decent. Now. I still don't believe South Carolina is a decent team, but they, they were terrible against App State, but I'm willing to give them the pass for that because the team's kind of turned the corner. Yep. Recently, and we've been high, we were high on them all year. Yeah, um, they, they're finally playing like the team we were talking about preseason about how good they're going to be. Colton Ayer, Howard, Colton Ayers, yeah, has been playing well. The defense is all right. They gutted out wins at Memphis and at Navy in back-to-back weeks. Now you're going home with the top four team in Dowdy Fickle Stadium, and ECU is actually good. Like. ECU has a large stadium that's 
a really big uh, student body, a big fan base because they're the only football school in that eastern section of Car uh, North Carolina. There's nothing else really going on there. Um, the place is going to be absolutely rocking on Friday. Yeah, they're, it's going to be rocking. It's a big party school. They're going to be drunk as fuck. They're going to be going crazy. Uh, it's it's going to be a really tough environment for Cincinnati go on the road. And they're coming off of like they were building for that SMU game. They were looking forward to. It. They smacked the hell out of them. And now you got to go onto the road and you got to face the seven and four ECU team. And they're giving two touchdowns. Way too much. They might lose. All right. I, 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 believe me, believe me, I'm set to the playoffs, so I'm hoping for the upset. Well, there you go. You've got ECU plus 14 and a half. I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I am not getting there on ECU plus 14 and a half. Cincinnati, I mean, they are they are this close. They are on a mission. They cannot, cannot slip up. Missouri, Arkansas. Mizzou plus 14 and a half at Arkansas. Um, Missouri's starting to play some better football, I guess. But, I mean, the wins earlier were against a South Carolina team that's not very good and um, a Florida team that has just completely lost its way. Now they got to go on the road to an Arkansas team that I think is pretty good, pretty good defensively. Um, just played a really tight game against Alabama. Do you think that Missouri can hang in this game plus 14 and a half? Um, I don't think Arkansas is a little good. Okay. And the reason why I thought the Alabama struggle with them was not great, but I like they can run the ball, and I'm not sure that Missouri's fixed their running defense. Okay. So, I mean, I'm I'm just gonna say 14 is a lot. Yeah. 15, I guess, in some places is a lot of points to lay with Arkansas, even though I don't think Missouri is that good. But I mean, they slowed down Georgia's rushing attack, maybe. They actually did improve some things on the defensive line. I don't, I don't yeah, it's nothing. I don't, I don't have anything that's really makes me want to uh, want to play either side here. What about TCU plus fourteen and a half at Iowa State? TCU barely beat Kansas last week. Iowa State just lost to Oklahoma. Now it's Senior Day in Ames. Like I feel like. Iowa State's going to blow them out. Like they have to, right? I mean, I'm not playing. Yeah. It, that's just my gut. Yeah, no, I feel that too. Are you going to play it? You there? Uh, are you there? You're no, the worst. I'm not, I'm not there. I was just, that's just a gut perspective. <laughs> You're trying to get me to. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I was just more, more so asking. Um, I'm not getting there. That just, my gut is not, um, has not done a well, a good job this year betting college football. So I can't, I can't touch it. Uh, I just think that Iowa State is so much better than TCU, and like they can score so many points and stop TCU from scoring at all. So, like that's it's pretty much that simple. Like I think there is a scenario in which, like, don't you see forty nine seven like a complete possibility in this game? Yeah, I mean, I think I think what is the what is the what? Well, what what's the what's the like? Numbers looking like. I don't know. Let me check. Um, eighty-six percent of the tickets and fifty percent of the cash on Iowa State. So, say that again. Eighty-six percent of the tickets and fifty percent of the cash is on Iowa State. So, 
I mean, most people are there on Iowa State. Like nobody's betting on TCU to keep this thing close. Yeah, and you're not. You're not pulling. You're not finding the sharp side here on Iowa State. You know, like people are not. People like Iowa State better than TCU. Just plain and simple. So. Yeah. Uh, Nothing. I think I found the ECU song, but I don't know where it says it. So let me let me keep playing around with this. What, what we got next? All right, keep 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 fussing around. UNC NC State is a very good game. NC State minus five and a half against North Carolina. Um, I don't know what to make of this game. Like I've kind of flip flopped back and forth. Like big spot for NC State. They've I think they've got the better defense. They can move the ball through the air. Um, they're good against the run, which is what UNC's bread and butter has been recently. Like, is this NC state's big win or like, does UNC kind of finish the season strong and, and get a, get a big upset? Like that's kind of where I'm wrestling. Um, I tend to think that, that UNC needs to win the game, right? Aren't they what five and six? Like they need to win the game to get the ball eligibility. Is that right? Or are they six and five? Six and five. Oh, so never mind. Um, that was my angle. Like UNC needs it to get to bowl eligibility, but like, I mean, last year UNC smacked them, and I, I kind of think UNC is the better team. Do you really? I mean, yeah. most most of the money is on North Carolina. I I'm on North Carolina State. I mean, so I I can't. I got nothing. There's nothing for me. I think, I think I'm going to take UNC. I just think the six and it's it's another one of these like ECU or not ECU uh, North Carolina. North Carolina, UVA, North Carolina, Wake Forest. Like the lines are a little bit like this is just a little bit too big on NC State. And that honestly, all the cash and stuff on NC State kind of makes you feel better about it. Yeah, especially because their best thing about their defense is their run defense. Yeah, North Carolina likes to run the ball, but they also like to throw it a lot. Yeah. And I think they found some things on offense. Are they off of the bye, too? UNC? I don't think anybody had a bye last week. I think it might be uh... – no, they played Wofford, though. So so basically a bye. Basically a bye. You know, you make a good point, Colin. But I feel like – yeah, I don't feel like North Carolina has moved the ball well through the air at all this year. I mean, they put up 58 points against – yeah, they've been running the ball. And, like, the NC State run D is good. They threw for 341 against uh, Notre Dame. But that was playing catch-up. Yeah. That's because that's Notre Dame is so – 296 against Pitt. But that's also because Notre Dame is so strong against the run. And so is Pitt. Like, they yeah. couldn't run the ball on those teams. And they lost those games. 307 against UVA. Yeah, but UVA's defense is atrocious, Colin. They probably ran the ball yeah. for 300 yards in that game also. So that's, um, my, that's, that's my hesitation. I just think I just think these are pretty close teams, and you're going to give me more than three on the road. Well, there you go. You've got it. You've got North Carolina plus six and a half. I can't get there. Also, I found it. So okay. this they, whenever these guys talk about a ECU, they play this in the background. It's hilarious. I want to play it.
What are they? Are they saying ECU? We believe in the Pirates in the spirit of ECU. Yeah, there you go. That's funny. Um, I okay. Well, good job. Thanks for thanks for enlightening the pod with that. That is funny. Um, Apple Bowl, Apple Cup, Apple Bowl, Apple Cup. Washington State, Washington. Um, the Huskies giving or getting one, one and a half at home against the Cougs. What do you think? What do you think, Colin? Can you get there on the Huskies? I mean, Washington State's just a better team this year, no? Has, has the market moved too much on, on the Huskies? Is it time to get Husky with the Huskies? Don't get Husky with the Huskies. I, I can't get Husky with the Huskies, dude. Is it time? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, everybody I don't know. Mother, everybody and their mother likes Washington State, so. Yeah, um, Washington State, obviously, you know, because Mike Leach used to be the head coach, loves to pass the ball. Um, Washington State struggled against the run, but or Washington struggled against the run, but they have the best pass de- one of the best pass defenses in the country. Yeah. Um, and they're at home. That's what I'm thinking. That's also I was looking at that too. Uh, <laughs> I was looking at that too. It's it, it's the matchup edges are there for Washington. It's kind of funny too because it's like. Like what? What's good with like UVA and Washington State being like really? They're like kind of the little brothers in the rivalry, and they're they're like real big pass heavy teams. And then you just look at their rival, and their rival's like, all right, we're gonna be the best pass defense in the country. Yeah. But Washington and 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 Virginia Tech are both just like, all right, we're gonna practice our pass defense every day. So no matter how bad we suck, we still beat these guys. I, I didn't even think about that. Um, the matchups do do point to Washington. I bet in the sharp side, Colin, feels like Washington. Like, the money is all over Washington State. But, like, can you get there on Washington? Down, you know, as bad as they've been this year? If you can do it, I can do it. I have no problem going back to the Huskies one, one last time. The Huskies have been my pet team. I mean, the Huskies are my the, pet The Huskies – they should have won in Colorado last week. Let's do it. Let's do it. They should be. They should be home dogs. All right, husky, 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 husky. Washington plus one and a half. Yeah, they. Uh, they. They. They're not. They're not. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be home dogs here. The match of edges are all over the place. They should be able to have some success running the ball. And their defense, their secondary. Their this secondary. is this is what Washington does. They suck, and then they beat Washington State. And when Washington State's having a good year, and then Washington State fans just go and like take over garbage fans. So, so um, consensus play on Washington plus one and a half. There you go. That's 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 pretty that's pretty dirty, man. Well, I'm happy to do it. I, I mean, I have no problem getting there if you're going to get there. So there we go. Washington plus one and a half. Pretty That's simple. Good. Pretty simple. Friday night and the Apple Cup. To the Saturday slate. That's a that's a To the Saturday slate, Kyle. Wake minus four and a half at Boston College, up to five and a half in some spots. Um, Wake has been so 
bad defensively. And like their losses now to UNC and Clemson have kind of shot them in the foot and kind of cooked their season a little bit. They're well, not really cooked their season, but they, they had an outside shot at the playoff and you know, that's gone. Um, do you think they do you think they bounce back and have a good performance at BC or are they kind of beaten down and vulnerable? Any um I, I, I've got nothing on this. I don't really know what to uh I don't know what to think. Yeah. I like I guess they could win and then they could still make the ACC championship of all their Wake Forest couldn't tackle Sam Howell. They're not going to be able to tackle Big Philly. I uh, uh, I think you're right. But, I, I don't think they're going to stop. But BC's defense, stop. defense is not going to is not Clemson's defense. Like Wake Forest is going to put up points. Could it be an overplay? The total is sixty four and a half. I know you like to have your token total. That could be an overplay. Sixty four and a half. Where is this in? Up in Fastnet Hill. Yep. In Clement Weather. I don't know. I have no idea. I can check. Weather Boston College. I mean, just cold. Just cold. And windy. Very windy. Oh. Never mind. 17 mile an hour winds is windy. Yeah, we're off it. We're off it. We're off it. No over. Good. This is this is why we this is why we keep you around. Um, that might be an underplay. Nah. Where's going to throw the ball? Yeah, but they can both run it. They can both run the ball effectively. Fodrakovic uh, over scoring touchdowns. Yeah, there you go. That's that's the bet. Bet on Big Philly to run the ball. Um, Texas Tech Baylor. Tech plus fourteen and a half at Baylor. Is there anything? You like Texas Tech? No, the butt game. The butt game? What do you mean? Texas Tech? (laughs) So, is there anything there for you or no? Not for me. I don't need – I mean, is Jerry Bohannon going to play? I don't know. I I just found out he was hurt today. Um, (laughs) Let me me do a quick pop check. Useful partner you are. I know. Sorry. Um, He is out. He's out. He is not going to play. Billy McGuire coming from Baylor to Texas Tech. Is he going to just leak all the schemes? Probably. Yeah. But I, I, I just think Baylor's better. Baylor's got so better. much to play for. Where are they going to start? They'll start the, the same kid that played against – that played a quarterback last week and, and finished the job against Kansas State and did a, did a decent job. So – I mean, do you think, I, I, I'm not. There's no. There's no play here. I don't like Baylor laying two touchdowns really at all. But no. But Baylor's defense is so good, and I mean, Dave Aranda has proven that he can do a decent job. I mean, that's pretty clear. And there's a an opportunity for this team to go and play for a Big Twelve championship. So, I mean, they they could come out really motivated. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I. 14 and a half is a lot to lay with Baylor, um, especially without Bohannon. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say away. It is interesting, though. I, you could look at it on the angle that 
Maguire's leaked all of Baylor's secrets to Tech, and they're going to come out and and know everything Baylor's doing. But this is a really big game for Baylor too. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. No play for the squad. Georgia, Georgia Tech. Georgia laying 35 against Georgia Tech, Colin. Is that enough? Good old-fashioned hate. What do you think? It's going to be a good old-fashioned hate fucking. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You think you want to lay the points of Georgia? I don't want to lay the points of Georgia. I want Georgia Tech to make it close so it looks like no one's good. Yeah, I'm not touching this game at all. Wouldn't touch the 10-foot pole. No real interest in it either. Georgia's going to win by a billion. Big game, Ohio State-Michigan. Ohio State laying seven and a half, up to eight and a half against Michigan. We've talked all season long about how we might like Michigan in this game. Have events of the last couple weeks, Michigan losing to Michigan State, Ohio State blowing out Michigan State, have they changed your opinion at all? Not really. Okay. Talk to me. Are you I was I was I was trying to I was about to say the Michigan like fights here and I couldn't bring myself to do it. It was no. I almost I almost threw up in my mouth. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like Michigan here. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet them. What is what I think are there some eight and a half out there? Eight and a half, yeah. Um I think last week was pretty big for getting good movement on Michigan. Yep, I agree with that. They now Ohio State's blown out Michigan State and Purdue and the museum offense doing it, but Nebraska limited them. I think Michigan can limit them. My one take on Michigan for a while was their Don Brown's defense was just meant to get exposed against Ohio State every year. No mm-hmm. more Don Brown. Speaking of no Don, Brown, Don Brown, speaking of Don yeah. Brown, Colin, did you see that? He's a new head coach at UMass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, continue though. You're, you're right. Not I agree. Um, so I think when they're not playing press coverage against the best receivers in the country, they might be able to slow them down a little bit. Yep. You know, maybe they, they use their brain. Think before you hit. You, you, you just scheme. go to the scheme. Yeah. Um, also, I think Ohio State's defense definitely is improved, but if you can run the ball, I think they're a little bit soft in the middle. We've seen Oregon run the ball. We saw Minnesota run the ball, and then we saw Nebraska run the ball. And then you can run the ball and keep the ball, play, keep away with the Ohio State offense. I think you can, you can keep control. The big house is going to be electric. I think I've talked about this before. The big house is one of those stadiums, much like their name stadium, where whiny cheese crowd, not really like that hyped up. It's not like a, it's not like you're going to Penn State for a game. You know, you're going to Michigan, they're sitting there, people are yelling at you to sit down. This will not be like that. They they believe they can beat Ohio State here. They're gonna be pumped up. So I think the crowd will be a big factor in this game. And uh yeah, I think eight and a half is a little bit too much. I think we're getting a little bit of a premium here on on Ohio, on Michigan because what Ohio State did to Michigan State last week. Yeah, Kyle, 
100% dude. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, could not agree more. I think because Ohio state blew as soon as that game was, was going on the Ohio state route of Michigan state. I was like, man, we're going to get such a good number on Michigan next week. Um, over seven is a play. Everybody loves Ohio state. It's so easy for the market to just be like for the public to take a look at that and be like, wow, Ohio state's back. Ohio state's dominant. But you know what? Michigan was beating the shit out of Michigan state on the road too. And just kind of, they, they choked that game away. Right. You know who's the number one passing defense in the big 10? Um, if it's not Penn state, then it's Michigan. Penn state's number six. Michigan is number one at 179 yards. What about again, yards ahead of Wisconsin? What about yards per attempt? Maryland or Michigan's yards per attempt? Yeah, five point eight compared who, to seven point five with Michigan State. What is the um? Is that the best yards per attempt? Penn State is the best yards per attempt. Penn State, Michigan, and Iowa and Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Michigan's yeah. going to be in this game. Yeah, yeah. This is not going to be a blowout. I, I agree with you. Michigan is going to be in this football game. They're going to run the ball. They're going to try to control the clock, control time of possession, and I think they are good enough defensively. Ohio State has been explosive defensively, um, offensively, excuse me, against bad secondaries. Rutgers was banged up in the secondary and has been vulnerable against good passing offenses all season long. Maryland, not a very good secondary. Indiana, completely beaten up. Michigan State, Bad secondary. You know who's got a good secondary? Penn State. Ohio State won by nine at home. Nebraska, pretty good on defense, right? Yeah. Ohio State only won by nine. Oregon, very good defensively. Ohio State lost that game at home. Michigan, very good defensively. They are very similar to Oregon, dude. Like Michigan, yeah. they are very similar to Oregon. I think Michigan's going to be in this game. It just depends if, if Harbaugh can coach them up well enough to yeah. – that's the, that's also, the, there's just like all sorts of storylines going into this game too. Like it's just, you know, we're we're gonna be we're gonna be we're gonna be at a much bigger game. Much better. But, uh, but they call this the big game. This ain't the big game. We're, we're I'll, I'll definitely be following along because this game is so much trickier too, especially after last season when uh, uh, Michigan ratted when Harbaugh ran on Ryan Day for practicing. Yeah, like COVID. Yeah, and then he said, "You better hope there's a mercy rule if we play this year." And then Michigan dodged him. Yep. So now this is your first shot, Adam, and Michigan's good. Like yeah, there's just. I agree, I agree. Michigan, and I, I like Michigan plus the points. Um, and I think they might be live on the money line. They could win this game outright. Yeah. Uh, um, Florida, Florida State, Florida minus two and a half at home against Florida State. I feel like everybody loves Florida State. Could Florida be a uh, a sharp favorite here with Dan Mullen out of the picture and playing for a bowl game? I mean, at home against their rival, I kind of like the Gators. Not a play for me. I can't get there, but I kind of like the Gators. Can you get there? Are you with Florida State? No, I'm with Florida State, man. Really? All right. The Knolls have been playing much better. Talk to me. The Knolls are better. The Knolls are a better team. Like that, that's that's this is this is they're, they're being dragged down by the Jacksonville State loss, the Lake Forest loss. They started Mackenzie Milton. Mackenzie Milton's bad. Jordan Travis is good. I've, I've been preaching like last week was the week to sleep up, and they won on the road in Chestnut Hill, and they won like 
they were up big and there were some fluky penalties, bad calls that brought BC back in that game. But Florida State still won. Yeah. Now you're going into the swamp against a team without a coach. Their defensive coach is gone. Their head coach is gone. All sorts of disarray. Give me Florida State. Wow. Okay. Let me see what the best number I can get you on. There's a, there's threes out there. That's what I – I mean, there's a three and a half. I would take that. But I, I just think Florida State's a better team. Cannot get you a three. I can get you a two and a half. Oh, come on. I'm sorry. I, I wish I could get you a three. No. They moved. They moved on me. They moved. There are no threes. Do you still want it? Yes. I mean, they're going to win. So, yeah, I still want it. Florida State's State's better than Missouri. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. I think you're right. So I I just like the spot for Florida. I feel like everybody's on the Knolls. I feel like we've had some success this year. This might just be a false narrative, but I feel like there's been some success that we've had this year betting on teams after their coach has. No, we we, we have had success, but. Florida, Florida has been long quit. Like they quit on Dan Mullen weeks ago. Yeah, but now Dan Mullen's um, in the picture, and these guys have a chance to keep their season going. No, they don't give a shit. See, here's the difference in this game. Yes, Florida State just got to beat Miami for the first time. They their season was in shambles. They've rallied off five wins in the last seven games with a tight loss at Clemson and the game against NC State that I told you they were going to win if they had uh, Jordan Travis. You beat Miami, then you go on the road and beat BC with Big Philly. Florida's on the opposite end is falling apart. They want to go on vacation. Florida Florida wants to go on vacation. Florida's ready for Christmas break. They're going to go. They're going to go visit their family. They're going to go. They don't want to go to a bowl game and practice. Yeah. They're waiting for the new coach to get in there and, like, tell them what to do. They don't give a shit about this game. And Florida State cares a ton about this game. Massive motivation edge to Florida State. And, yeah, I know it's in the swamp. There's going to be – this is going to be like with Rutgers fans at Penn State. There's going to be a lot of Florida State fans here because they're going to buy tickets and Florida fans don't give a shit. And they've been dominating Florida State for a long time. They've been, they've been, Florida State's been shopping at the bit to get a win against Florida. And this is an opportunity they can beat Miami and Florida in the same season and go to a bowl. And they want to go to a bowl. They're, they're going to win this game. Maryland Rutgers. The Terps are laying one and a half on the road at Rutgers, which I hate to say stinks a little bit. Um, in favor of Maryland, they have not been very good. And I think it's questionable that they're favored at Rutgers. So that has given me a ton of anxiety. Obviously a very big game. Both teams trying to go to a bowl game. Um, I know Rutgers hasn't been since 2014. I feel like it's been a while since Maryland's been to a bowl game as well. Um, you'll be joining me at the rut, Kyle. I'll be at the rut. For the biggie, for the big game, the game that – the only game that people should care about this weekend. I'm surprised game day is not coming to Rutgers. <laughs> <laughs> Two, um, five, and six teams fighting, crawling. 
There are a couple of matchups for, for the winner. Florida, Florida State is one of them. Rutgers, Maryland's another one. I think there's another matchup of five and six teams um, playing for a bowl game. But anyway, yes. Um, I think Rutgers is better defensively. Maryland's obviously more explosive on offense, but Rutgers has shown an ability to hang in the game and play well against teams that do not have dominant defensive fronts. If Rutgers can run the ball and kind of control clock and win field position, that's been their recipe for success. And I feel like Maryland's the type of team they can do that against. I also think there's a coaching edge. I mean, I'm, I'm trying not to be biased, but Greg is just a better coach than Mike Loxley in game. He might not be a, they might be pretty even from a recruiting perspective and, and Maryland definitely has more explosive talent on offense, but I mean, in-game coaching, decision-making, game planning, I think you have to give the edge to Greg. I, I don't know how the atmosphere is going to be at Rutgers. I, the, like the students are on Thanksgiving break and Rutgers football has not been good enough, especially not at home. They haven't won a home game, a home big 10 game since 2017. So I know there won't be very many students there, but I guarantee you there is a passionate group of alumni and donors and season ticket holders that will be there, will be loud and understand what is at stake. So it won't be a huge crowd, won't be a sellout, but it will be a passionate, a passionate group at noon on Saturday. So um, I'm pumped. Is there any, uh, is there a betting angle you would like to provide Kyle? Um, yeah, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Scarlet Knights here. Okay. Um, you said it. I agree with it 100%. Shiano's a better coach than Loxley. Um, you also mentioned the not dominant front. Maryland has the 13th out of 14 Big Ten teams. You know, it makes a lot of sense. There's 14 teams in the Big Ten, but uh, in the rushing defense. So Rutgers should be able to move the ball. I think the line is a little bit fishy because Maryland is just a better power-rated team than Rutgers. You said that earlier when we were talking about that, and I tend to agree. Maryland has more skill. Maryland beat West Virginia early in the year. That's a better win than really anything Rutgers has. Uh, Illinois, maybe. Syracuse? Winning at Syracuse? I mean, Syracuse has kind of fallen late. I don't know. Winning at Syracuse is a pretty good win. Um, <laughs> yeah. Rutgers' pass defense pretty suspect. I think that's the matchup here they're looking at. But, yep. um, you know, you, you've convinced me that they're healthy. How'd they look last week? They look good. I mean, they, they, shut, they shut up Penn State for – for a half plus, they just eventually lost the field position battle and the offense couldn't do anything. So the t- defense got tired. Um, they're not like they're healthy. They're healthy in the secondary and they're healthy on the D line. Their linebackers, their best linebackers still hurt. Oh, three. Oh, look is hurt, but they're deep at linebacker. That's their deepest position group. So um, they're healthy, Colin. Like they're, they're, they're healthy. I mean, as long as they can keep Maryland in front of them, and I think Maryland's probably going to score a little bit because they do have a pretty good offense and a good passing game. But I think if they can keep them in front of them and they can move the ball on Maryland, which I think this is a defense that is very movable, you know, yep. you can pretty much move the ball on them. I think that's a big plus. I think Seattle over Loxley, home team, 
versus away team. We're getting points. And, you know, I think they're, they're, like Maryland doesn't have – does Maryland have real fans for football? Mm-mm. I don't think – like people say Rutgers doesn't have real fans, and, you know, that's like somewhat, somewhat true. You know, I, I, may be, I may be biased just because I know one. But, uh, you know, one, one of the five out there. Well, you know, you uh, you know at least two of them because I'm. It's not just me. My I, I got it from somewhere. You know, my dad yeah. is right there with me. He's as big a nut as I am, and I guarantee um, you, he'll have a few Bloody Marys in his system, and he'll be a little nutty. Yeah, I, I I just I think this should be a good good atmosphere, which is why I was talking. Why I'm going to this game? I think. I mean, any Rutgers like football fan that's been a fan for a while is and has tickets or can get tickets is going to want to be at this game. So I like, what, what are the, have they announced the selling members? Like you're saying it's going to be small, but I feel like it should be like a decent sized crowd. This is a winnable game. No, no, it, it, it's going to be like 65% full. Well, they're going to want to win. They win. And they're going to be loud. And Maryland's used to playing in empty stadiums. So is Rutgers, uh, so <laughs> it, won't, it won't bother them too much. But I think I think they they will be they'll be I think they'll be energy because this is the first chance for Rutgers to get to a bowl game since 2014. Yep, 2014. It's a long time. It's a long time since the Saints were able to take a uh, winter vacation to somewhere warm. So they, they really need this win or else Sontu's going to be sitting in his, in his Hoboken apartment freezing his ass off yeah, in a couple months. Especially with uh, with basketball looking like ass after losing to Lafayette. Which I can't yeah, what happened in that game? I didn't want to – I'm not going to talk about it. They just – they didn't make a shot. They missed every shot. It was unbelievable. Um, all right, Penn State, Michigan State, Colin. Penn State laying the small number at Michigan State, minus two. I – really like Penn State in this game. I will not bet it. I really like Penn State. I think Michigan State might – I don't trust their their ability to, to bounce back. Um, I think they might be beaten down a little bit, and I love the matchup. Uh, Penn State's great defensively, um, especially if Kenneth Walker's a little banged up. I don't think that Michigan State will be able to hit the explosive plays through the air that they've been hitting all season long on the Penn State secondary. There's just very little chance of that. Um, yeah. Michigan State secondary is vulnerable. Penn State is not great offensively, but where they are good, um, or at least solid, is passing the ball. Like Clifford is has been a pretty good quarterback. I believe he's supposed to be healthy. Um, Jahan Dotson is one of the best receivers in America. Like Parker Washington's a really good number two receiver. And this is a really this is an important game for Penn State to get to eight wins and like have a statement win, Kyle. You know. Um, yeah. To prove that you're still winning, able to win games in the Big Ten. So I, I like just, just resigned um, Franklin. Franklin, ten yeah. years, so uh, pretty big for them. It is on the road, so that's tough. I agree with you. I uh, I like Penn State here too. There's there's a lot. Of... Hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant about betting on Penn State after that Michigan debacle. Yeah. You know, that was pretty ugly. Yeah, that's but true. 
Clifford, if Clifford's healthy, he's healthy. He he missed the game. He he didn't play against Rutgers, Colin, because he was sick. Like he he was he was banged up and like he ended up he was sick. Like that's 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 what the word came out. He had the, he had the flu. Yeah. Um, Traveling around in state college. Yeah. Because you know, they don't they don't they don't wash their hands there. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you look outside; it's a dark, cheery day in in Crappy Valley, and you go, "Yeah, what what, what are a couple of drums going to do to me? Put me out of my misery." Yeah, exactly. Um, you going to get there though? I'm not getting there. I can't get there on Penn State. I just there's no way I I won't. There will be no bet for me on Michigan State. I just I lean Penn State for sure. So. Maybe I will get there. I don't know. Maybe I'll get there. On get there. Should we give it out? I mean, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm probably gonna get there. I think Michigan State is so fraudulent, dude. Let's let's play. Yeah, let's get there. Let's get there. Because you, you're right, especially if Pat Walker's banged up, which he was last game. Yeah, I think that makes all the difference here. Is if Kenneth Walker is ready to go and can go, I think Michigan State. And do some things, but Penn State's a better team yeah. than Michigan State, and especially with the health. If Clifford's healthy and Kenneth Walker is not healthy, massive matchup edge is also big in uh, Penn State's favor. Yep. And then also coming off of a beatdown versus coming off of a giving a beatdown, yep. and then now you have like Penn State definitely has something to play for with their. With Franklin now resigned, you know? It's like, okay, like, he's coming back. Let's build. You know, this is kind of a celebration of the contract. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Um, so, there, we're there. We're there on Penn State. Pretty simple there. Penn yeah. State minus one and a half. Um, I think I was going to give that play out. Penn State minus one. We can actually get a better number. Penn State minus one. Man, that's, that's a tough scene betting on Penn State on the road. But, like, I am not a Michigan State guy. Oregon, no. State, Oregon State, Oregon. Oregon State plus seven at Oregon College. The Civil War, man. This is, to, uh, this is such a good game. It is a good game. So both teams having really good seasons. Are, uh, we, are, we, are we posting up post uh, post Rutgers win? I don't see why not. I don't see why not. I think we should get the get the TVs rolling. Like this is a this is a fantastic rivalry uh, Saturday. Which was we'll pull it back to the O'Donnell basement and get a keep the brews flowing and get the games going. Sounds good. It's a date. <laughs> no, we bring in the Bober. The Bober, the Bober don't like the don't like to socialize. Bring the He might want to, honestly. I mean, if he wants to. Like, We'll get top. Tommy's definitely going to want to come over for the um, Emma game. Yeah, like, there's a lot. Look at this slate right now. I'm just looking at three three right now. Penn State, Michigan State, Oregon, Oregon State, Bama, Auburn, Wisconsin, Wisconsin Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And then it's it, that's really it though. The seven o'clock slate is actually the seven o'clock slate not is not bad. No, the, the, none of the slates are bad. All right. Yeah, we're we're in. I'm in for it. What do you think yeah. on Oregon State, Oregon? Oregon State getting a touchdown. I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. 
what do you think? I, I don't know either. <laughs> no, so I, here, here's the thing. Like I, at the end of the day, I just think Oregon's the better football team, but like, are they, I think the fact that their loss to Utah was such a beatdown, they were able to move on mentally early in that early, you know, as opposed to just, as opposed to losing that game in like a heartbreaking fashion in overtime and feel like, oh my God, like our season's over and just be down on yourselves for a week. Like they got to take care of business now against Oregon state. Like you got to refocus. There's a new plan, new mission. Um, and like, I think Oregon's the better football team. So I think they'll be able to, to perform well at home. So, but I do not trust this Oregon offense. I don't think they're nearly explosive enough for me to lay a touchdown with them. Like, I think Oregon can win this game and win, win it dominantly, but it could only be like 20 to 13. So nothing from me. Is that fair? Yeah, I, I just don't know what Oregon State, like, I can't figure out why Oregon State wins or loses games. You know, it's, it's just like they run the ball they win at home and they lose on the road. That's like the only, the only road that, are they just that good of a home team versus an away team? You lose at Cal, you lose at Colorado, but you beat Stanford, you beat Arizona State and Utah home. Yeah, I don't know. It's it, it, it's possible they they could have a really good home field advantage. Um, they definitely do, but it's 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 weird. I, yeah, Colin. So I think Oregon State is kind of like bootleg Oregon. They're very similar. Oregon they both run the ball. They both have pretty solid defenses, but Oregon is just better. You know, with better players. Well, Oregon State also beat Oregon last year. So there you go. Another motivational factor for Oregon. Yeah. At home, I think it's tough to, to like the Beavs here in Austin. Yeah, I agree. What is the total? No, no. What's the, um, what's the, is everybody on Oregon State? 58% of the tickets are on Oregon, but 83% of the cash is on the Beavs. I feel like, damn, you think the tickets would be on on the beeves, you know, everybody getting a little, it's getting cold out, getting that beaver fever. No. What do you, I mean, I don't, I don't see any, there's no, nothing to gain for me from the market here. I just think it's, I mean, clearly they think the, the big money's, the big money's coming in on Oregon state. I'm just not, I'm not really there. Are you playing this game or no? <laughs> no. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I got no, I got no idea. Well, there you go. So if you have no side, then there's no play. Um, Alabama, Auburn. Bama 19, minus 19 and a half at Auburn. We've talked so much in the last few weeks about how this would be a um, a tricky game for Alabama, but that was before the, the Bo Nix news, and now Auburn's season has kind of fallen off the rails. But should they still be getting 19 and a half at home against Alabama in the Iron Bowl? Like, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of points. A lot of points. <laughs> This team lost to South Carolina last week. They did. On the road. South Carolina. So did Florida, but Florida only lost to Bama by two. Yeah, but that was – Florida has a new head coach. That's and honestly, I'm, it sounded like Auburn might have one too. Really? Yeah. Moving on from Harson after one year? Well, so um, there, there's talk – that. There's all sorts of talk, but there's talk 
he's never come out and publicly said he's vaccinated. Right. And Auburn has a like a federal mandate on the school. Okay. By like January or something. So there's that talk. But you don't nobody knows if that's like he just hasn't hasn't said it or if he's gonna get it or whatever. But okay. There's that. Then there's. Um, I mean, he's already been here for the full season. Like, yeah. Um, will vaccinated versus unvaccinated even be a consideration? Well, but that—that's a. He's six and five right now. His season's kind of falling off the rails. Right. I've heard a lot of the power brokers don't like him at Auburn, which I think makes sense to me because he's a. The hire didn't make much sense to me at the time. He's a Boise State Mountain West guy going to the SEC. Right. And like it does doesn't. Is he like it's not. It's not a culture fit. It's not a culture fit at Washington. So that that that's the talk. Okay. The talk is so th- there's dual talk. So there's the vaccine talk, and they the brokers used to use the vaccine to get him out the door. He hasn't really performed okay. like, enough, but they have to keep him. They sweep him out with the vaccine. Yeah. Or the talk that he doesn't. He goes, I'm a benefit at Washington. These guys are up my ass all the time. I'll go to Washington. Okay. He has to be vaccinated if he goes to Washington. Right. Because Washington definitely won't allow it. Like maybe in Alabama you could get away with it. There's no way like Washington State fired their coach. Right. Right. While they were playing well. Yeah, that's the point. Okay. So with all that turmoil, is it uh what's the what's the side here, Kyle? Is there a side? I don't think there's a side. Yeah, I mean as much as I would love to play Auburn here. I mean, Alabama has just not been dominant, dude. Alabama has not been dominant, but their they, their offense is good. Yeah, like the, it. I just they never they never really put together that game where everything clicks. Right. But Bryce Young's look good in games. Brian Robinson's looks good in games. Jamison Williams is an absolute stud. Matthew's a beast. Um, on the defense, Will Anderson's really good. Nick Saban's still the best head coach in college football. Yeah. Um, the, the team is still so dangerous. It's just never clicked. It hasn't fully clicked, yeah, except for that Mississippi State game. Mississippi State game, but that was Roberts had three picks. Right. But that was also – that also could be part of the Alabama defense having – No, it was part game. of the Alabama defense. It was definitely part of the Alabama defense. Yeah. But I think that's <laughs> – I think that's a thing that can happen with Mississippi State because that, because, like, because they're air raid and because they can't run the ball – and they're kind of one-dimensional and weird. I think a score like that can happen to get the Mississippi State because they're going to keep going all out and keep picking them off. Right. You can blow them out, which I don't think like can really happen with other teams. Right. 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 Auburn's not going to turn the ball over like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, but can Auburn keep it tight? I don't think so. Like, I don't feel confident. TJ Finley lost. Fucking South Carolina on the road last week. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. As much as I want to, and as much as the points are tough, and I don't think Alabama's all that. Good, yes. I I can't. I cannot in good faith lay this 19 and a half and watch Tommy laugh as my bet goes down the drain on Saturday because nothing pisses me off more than seeing Tommy happy about Alabama winning. Um. There's not even – I mean, there is a pretty pretty decent ticket and 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 money split on Auburn, Alabama. 
Like most of the tickets are in Alabama, but there's some sharp money on Auburn. I don't know, man. I, I just praying that Bo Nix could come back. He's if not going to up on Saturday. All the not, that's not happening. That, what, what's, what's wrong with him? Don't even get your don't even get your hopes up. He's what's cut. wrong with him? What's well, isn't it like a lower leg injury? Like, didn't he like? Isn't it like a torn ACL or like a broken leg, something like that? He's no, that's a kicker. Season-ending ankle injury. He's done. He's cut. But he had successful ankle surgery. So he had surgery. He's not coming back from surgery. He's coming back. He's not coming back. He's coming back from for Bama. I don't think so. So I wouldn't get your hopes up. So if there's no play, we can move on. They, no, no, no. But here's the deal: if if you if they if they zoom in at Jordan Hare and you hear Gary Danielson and uh, who the hell who's the other one? Brad Nestler. Yeah. You, yes. Yeah, you hear Gary Danielson and Brad Nestler talking about Jordan Hare, and you see all the fans going crazy for the Iron Ball. You see Bo Nix pop out there and lead the charge out of the tunnel. Take a mortgage on your house. No, it's in your apartment. It's not. Like, your garage, your garage, that you know, your basement, wherever, wherever the hell you're living. And uh, hopefully, we, hopefully, you didn't tell all the Sanchez picks last week in your dumpster. And place it all on Auburn's money line. If Bo Nix comes out by some miracle, Auburn's going to win the football game. Well, Bo Nix won't play, and Auburn will not win. So that whole argument is um, pretty, uh, pretty. Sorry, to, sorry to tell you, VT Virginia. This is an interesting game. So Brennan Armstrong back, Virginia Tech plus seven at UVA. I do not have a play on this. Um, I'd want to lean Virginia, but like, because I just Virginia Tech's offense has been so bad. But on the flip side, like these teams are polar opposites. Like Virginia Tech is pretty solid on, on D, especially through the air. Virginia, really good on offense, and they do not do not defend. Like, so I can't I can't well, really, I really know what to make of it. You know, it's, what do you it's, it's kind of like the Apple Cup, right? It is similar to the Apple Cup, except the team that I think has the matchup edges defensively is at home. You know, like I, I don't, I, I like, I like the better defense getting the points at home. That's like a standard for me, and the better defense getting the points is on the road. So yeah, well, that that's a difference. But yeah, no, but it is similar. And it, this is what I was talking about: is like UVA has got this great passing offense, and Virginia Tech's just got one of the best passing defenses in the country. Yeah. Um, is their defense really that good? It's good. It's good. It's not like. Like it's not it's not Washington good, you know. Like Washington has the best pass defense in the country. Yeah, uh, it's good though. Who's uh, the top of the ACC? Yeah, what is? Let me look. I mean, uh, Washington Washington allows the fewest yards per game passing in the country. Virginia Tech is twenty eighth. So it's just like it's a. It's a solid passing defense. They're third in the ACC in passing defense. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It's not that dominant. What? 
it's not that dominant a, de- a passing defense. Like, no, it's good. I, I never said it was dominant. I just said it's good. All right. So are you able to get, get there on a side here? Do you like Virginia Tech enough? No, no, no. no I don't like Virginia Tech. Oh, so will you get there with Virginia? Can you lay that kind of number? No, because the passing. All right. So then, so there's no, there's no angle here then. There's no, no angle. Like, yeah, you have an angle? No. And then you come and talk in the interesting game. I said, you know, it is an interesting game. And you're like, wait, you have no angle here. What are you doing? There is no angle. I mean, I, I, I told you I'd like to get there on Virginia, but I, I completely agree. I mean, if they're pa- if BT's past defense is there and they, I mean, but what do they have to play for? Like rivalry, uh, rivalry, beat UVA. They they hate each other. That's the, really, that's that's the thing with this week, and that's what the one thing that scares me about Florida, Florida State, is like, fuck them. You know, <laughs> you, you wake up in the morning and you go fuck this team. You know, you're, when Rutgers Rutgers is shit and they got to play Maryland, they go fuck Maryland. They got to play Penn State, they go fuck Penn State. You know, that's like, that's just like, that's just how it goes. When, when Virginia Tech rolls out of bed and they're seven point dogs to Virginia, you know, the coaches go, we're Virginia Tech and Virginia, but we don't lose this game. We've lost this game once in like 40 years. Yeah. Virginia has won just twice since 1998. And like most games aren't even close. Yeah. But like I mean, this could be the year for them. Like we're the better team. We're motivated. Like let's, let's give when it they beat them the other year, right? They broke the streak a couple of years ago in 2018 or something. That was a good game. Yeah. Virginia won by nine. So I am um I'm staying away, although I do lean I do lean UVA. Okay. So staying away for you as well, completely. Can't get yes. stuff in it. Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Wisconsin, Minnesota. Badgers laying six and a half, up to seven in spots at Minnesota. Very similar teams. Wisconsin's just like better Minnesota. They both run the ball a lot. They both have very good defenses, huge offensive lines. Like, But Wisconsin just does everything a little bit better. Um They're given seven on the road. I like Minnesota, Kyle. Do you? I do. I bet it, actually. I bet Minnesota plus seven. I think that that stylistically they match up very well. It's just going to be a battle of who wants it more. I think P.J. Fleck is a master, master motivator that I do not think Paul Christ is. They're going to be going crazy in Gopherville. Row the boat, ski you my go gopher. It's been a long time since I was saying that. So I'm ready to say it now. Row the boat, ski you my go gophers. And I, I've said it all along. I think Minnesota can be every bit as good. I mean, they can also be every bit as bad. We've seen it. They played seriously down to some teams, but they can be every bit as good as some of these teams in the um, at the top of the Big Ten West. Um, and they they covered at Iowa. And like I feel like and they beat Nebraska. I mean, not that Nebraska is any good, but they beat Nebraska. Um, they beat Purdue on the road. Like, why can't they cover seven at home against Wisconsin in what I think is going to be a really good game? Um, so I, I like I like Fleck. I like the Gophers. And I was looking at the the disparity 
And I feel like <laughs> I feel like the public side is is Wisconsin. Let me check to confirm because I don't I don't think I would have noted that if it wasn't true. Hang on. Checking my facts here. Seventy-two percent of the tickets, fifty-five percent of the cash on the Badgers. Like I'm, I'm, I'm there on the Gophers. Minnesota plus seven. All right. Um. Uh. Fight. No. Uh, I, I, I don't know. You got I think you have something. This is it's classic two play. Yeah, it is a classic two play. Two two. Uh, Big Ten stinkers. Two burly Big Ten teams running uh, running at each other, putting the ball a lot, wanting to pound your eyes out as you as you watch it. I feel like this is like your initiation. You like watch all these really shitty Big Ten games so that you feel like you're part of the Big Ten. I mean, I am part of the Big Ten, but this is like this is like the more you watch this, this is like you're a Big Ten guy, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's a good. Game. I just think it's a good game in a good spot for Minnesota. I don't think it's any. I don't think it's anything more substantial than that, to be honest. All right. Nothing from you. Yeah, I'm not going to play it. I I agree. Seven's a bit much to give on the road here. Wisconsin kind of does this thing where they uh, where they beat up on bad teams and struggle against the good ones. Right. Minnesota solid. Right. Um, a little bit Nebraska last week. Um, yeah, that's 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 it. Oh, I I, I, I had one play we missed. Okay. That I wanted to give out. Let's hear it. A little uh, a little noon noon special. Okay. A real a real stinker. I don't know if you caught it in the uh, in the not, in the in the text in the text. Uh, Navy okay. takes on Temple. Okay. One week before uh, they face Army in the uh, in the Army, or two weeks before they face Army in the Army Navy game. Okay. Uh, Navy's been playing a lot of teams close all year. I kind of been watching them playing close and being mad. I didn't bet on them. Temple's been really shit and been getting killed a lot of games. And not and not covering. And I've been getting mad that I never bet on them, bet against them. And now here's the perfect opportunity to fade Temple and buy Navy in one fell swoop. Uh, Temple quit. Rod Carey's getting fired. This team is utter trash. Uh, is out. The entire team just sucks. And when your team has quit, there's nothing worse for you to face than a triple option team. That is gearing up for the biggest game of the year. The line is 12. It may as well be 40. Navy's going to shithouse them. Okay. I can get you 12 and a half. No, it's 12. I see. I'm looking at 12 right now. 112. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 12 and a half, my ass. Give me the 12, you bitch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right, one twelve. I said twelve. You said I could get you twelve and a half. I'm staring at the number. <laughs> Minus twelve. Good job. Any, any thoughts? No, no thoughts. No play for me. You should no. tell. They're they're, they're going to kill them. I'm not going to tell. 
it's at noon. There's not a yeah. chance to tell. No, thanks. Sorry. Um, can we move on to games that people care about again? People care about winning money. They do. All right. There you go. Navy, Navy's going to blow out Temple. Um, yeah, let's go. Possibly. I, I, I have no idea. Texas A&M LSU. Um, one of the LSU star cornerbacks announced that he was entering the transfer portal this week. Uh, A&M minus six and a half at LSU. I feel like LSU is getting this rap, Colin, that they're bad. But, like, they've been in basically every game against the top of the SEC West. They just haven't really won them, you know? Well, they are, they're, they are bad. They are not bad. They just, they just beat Louisiana Monroe. 27 to 14. So what? I'm struggling for most of that game. They are not that bad. They lost by six at Alabama. They took Arkansas to overtime. They lost by just five to Auburn. Lost, they beat Mississippi State. They lost by just two touchdowns to, to Ole Miss. They beat Florida. They're five and six, and they are not that They're bad. They're five and six. They're five and six. Bad. They're a good five. They are a talented five and six team. They're talented. <laughs> they're bad. You don't think that they're – that. So you think I don't think they're good. I don't think a five and six team is good. There's a re- reason Edo is gone. Well, I'm betting for Rutgers, for Rutgers standards, they're good. This is a bad team. I'm betting LSU plus six and a half. Yeah, well, so that 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 may may have to be out of you. I'm with. Um, you may have to what? I may have to be on that with you. Yeah, how? I mean, this is a huge number. Texas A&M has not been that very, that good, and they're not that explosive offensively. Like, LSU can hang in this football game. Death Valley at night, chance to get the bowl eligible. Ed O saying, I don't have coach you guys for three more weeks. You know, like, I'm all in. I'm all in on LSU plus six and a half. I think they can they can totally battle in this one. Right? Any statistical edges you're coming up with? No? Uh-oh. It's kind of low, man. It's six and a half is low. You think it should be more? I, I think to back like to back LSU, I kind of want the seven. But I, I agree. Like <laughs> LSU sucks, man. They, they they just lose these games. Like how they lost to Arkansas. Yeah, but they can lose it, but they can still compete. Yeah. They could still also lose. Mm. I mean, yeah, obviously that's how it works. Um, yeah, they suck. LSU suck, but they they also I think they have a good rush defense. Maybe I'm making that up. Let me look. It's fine. It's a fine rush defense. It's average. It's middle of the pack. They've been running the ball much better recently on offense. Yeah. Well, AM has, has a really good D line. Yeah, but it's not that it's not that like incredible. Ole Miss ran all over them. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's pretty good. Their defense is good. Now, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie because I think I think AM can can shut down LSU's offense, defense travels, and under a touchdown. I do think it'll be close because I think LSU can shut down AM's offense as well. I think shutting down AM's offense is not a difficult task. 
Yeah, this is one of my favorite plays of the week, Colin. I mean, I love this. I don't understand why 75% of the tickets and the cash are coming in on Texas A&M minus six and a half. I just don't think A&M has proven enough to be laying that kind of a number at a decent SEC West team. LSU has, has not quit. Like, they have been in a lot of games. They have not quit. So, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on LSU, plus six and a half, and ha- happy about it. Pitt-Syracuse. Pitt minus 13, up to 13 and a half in some spots at the Carrier Dome. I've had this game circled, Colin, for weeks, thinking that Syracuse might be able to conjure up some magic, get the bowl eligible against Pittsburgh. But it seems like there's now a blueprint to defending Syracuse. And, like, Louisville accomplished it, and NC State accomplished it, and, like, Pitt's got a really good defensive line. Why Pitt's can't got the number one rushing defense. <laughs> In the uh, in the conference, so why would I mean, why would Syracuse be able to run the ball on Pittsburgh? I don't think they will be able to. Yeah, Pitt's playing for a spot in the SEC in the ACC championship game, right? Or is it already locked yeah. up? Yeah, no, they are. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, is this enough? Are you are you confident enough to lay this number with Pitt? I'm not. No, nah, because Syracuse is my team, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know how you know how it goes. You know, you look at this game and you really want to bet one side, and then you look at it and you're like, oh, I shouldn't be on this, but you don't want to take the other side because that's just disrespectful. Syracuse has gotten you so far already, you know. Yeah, playing them here, so I love it. Probably make you some money. I love the spot though, Colin. Like I just think it's such a good spot for Syracuse just to be feisty and muck it up and hang in there. I just, I think that they, that they could be, I don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think that they are totally capable of hanging in there, but I, I agree. The matchup scares me. I like Syracuse's defense at the dome, something to play for, but Pitt also is something to play for and Pitt's just better. So. Complete stay away. Clemson, South Carolina. Clemson minus 11 and a half at South Carolina. Uh, Cox just got the bull eligible. They've been playing some really good football. Beamer's got them rolling. Family on the field in post-game interviews. He's all emotional. Proud of his guys. Got the bull eligible. I'm going to Josh Tate. The, the SEC love. You know, Josh Tate is a great – I love listening to 24-7 uh, – He's real good, but man, does that guy love to suck off the SEC. Well, what was he saying? You think he South- was just like talking about Chain Beamer, got the South Carolina game talks, the bowl eligibility with wins over Auburn and Florida. And he's like talking about Cincinnati beating SMU. And he's like, oh, they just beat another. They just beat another team they were better than. And, and then he goes on this rant about South Carolina winning the phone, just like, bro. SMU is a better team than South Carolina. You know, SMU would beat South Carolina at neutral field. I mean, South Carolina's non-conference, like the SEC non-conference schedules are so weak. South Carolina's non-conference schedule included Eastern Illinois, Troy, and I guess ECU. And I guess they will play Clemson, but. The SEC West is really good. The SEC East is terrible, man. And like, just hype it up, like, 
But George is like hyping up Stan Beamer for getting him the six and six. It's like, bro, got dogged by Tennessee. Dog. They took him to the woodshed. Yeah. Tennessee is who you should be hyping up out of the SEC East. Hype has yeah. got like Beamer. Beamer just has connections and is like a South Carolina guy. So they just love him. But <laughs> I'll be damned if he's a good head coach then, you know? I mean, sure, but he's got maybe, to be- maybe he'll figure it out. But the amount of praise that gets heaped on him for this season—they're bad. They're bad. They should have lost to Vanderbilt. Yeah, Vanderbilt improving though. Another good game against uh, Ole Miss. Against Ole Miss, they've covered in like four games in a row now. So, what is your what's your take here? Like, should Clemson blow out South Carolina if Clemson's really well, playing? Clemson sucks. <laughs> That's the issue. You know, yeah. I'd love to have a good, competent team here yeah. play South Carolina. If it was a good, confident team, the number wouldn't be 11 and a half, Kyle. Yeah. It would be closer to, like, 24. The thing is, I just don't like, – I think South Carolina can win this game, and that is just going to make me matter. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i staying far away. Far away. Um, I would, I'll be far away because, look, yeah, they could – they like – South Carolina could win outright. It, it, it is what? Like there are two very, very like the the range of possibilities is so wide. Clemson could win this game by thirty five points. South Carolina can win this game outright. Like it's just such a wide range of possibilities. So I have just no interest. So I'm happy to stay away. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's all. I mean. I think I think I think the problem is just like I think South Carolina's defense is okay. Yeah. And I don't like I don't trust Clemson to score a ton on them to cover eleven and a half. Yeah, that that that's that's the issue is I, I even against Wake Forest, which was a terrible defense. Clemson's offense still looked pretty lackluster. Yeah. Honestly, I'm in South Carolina here. You want to play it? No. So then no. we move on. We move on. No, no issue. Easier to stay away. No interest in that game. Um, really interesting Saturday night game. Kind of under the radar. Kentucky Louisville. Kentucky plus three at Louisville in a rivalry match. Um, I think Kentucky's been the better football team all season long. I can't believe they're getting a field goal. The line kind of stinks to me. Um, but then I think about it, and it's like people love Louisville. And I think – what would you say? I coughed. Oh, yeah. I think people I think people love Louisville. I don't know why. Um, I think Kentucky's just a better team. They, they defend at a higher level. I think they're more, they're, they've got more of a versatile attack on offense. The best player on the field, though, is going to be Malik Cunningham, Louisville's quarterback. But I trust Mark Stoops to game plan up. Kentucky's been really good. They've played good teams all season long. And I think getting a field goal on the road at Louisville is a great spot for Kentucky. So I am, uh, I'm taking Kentucky plus three. We fight. You're like, you, you, you run into a pole this weekend. What do you mean? Your whole, your whole, you switched. 
I switch up my Malik Cunningham take? No, you switched up your, your take on this game. Did I? I like Louisville? <laughs> Last week, we were talking about how Louisville... <coughs> Fuck. We were talking about how Louisville... Louisville had blown out Syracuse and was playing Duke. And how Kentucky was looking bad against Vanderbilt. Yeah. And then they just struggled again this week against NC State. Uh, uh, New Mexico State, not NC State. They won by 40 points. Yeah, but it was a close game for a while. And New Mexico State's terrible. But... And like how Louisville had figured some things out and Kentucky was fading and it was going to be a good spot. And now you're just like completely back on your... And they're at home. And so, just, so Colin, you're, I'll, now you're on the Wildcats. Like, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly what where it is. So my guess is probably last week when I thought I was going to be on Louisville, I thought Louisville was going to be in for a battle with Duke, and then be dogs, home dogs to Kentucky in a rivalry game with a chance to maybe, like, with bowl eligibility perhaps on the line. Like, but they blew out Duke. I think everybody's. Believe like over believing in the hype. And I just think Kentucky's a better football team, and you're gonna you're gonna give me here's here's the point. I think it's a pick'em, and I'm getting a field goal of value, and I anticipated getting a field goal of value with Louisville. Now I'm getting it with Kentucky, so I'm gonna take Kentucky. Are you in agreement? No, no, no. Are you fa- Are you are you? Are we fighting? No. So there's nothing from you. No, I'll be in Louisville. I'll be rooting for Louisville. Um, Kentucky has dominated them the last two years. Yeah. At home, kind of playing well recently. You kind of got to get this game if you're Satterfield. Get to six and six. Win over your rival. Feel good about yourself. But I do agree with you. Like Kentucky is a good team. But they have they've struggled with Missouri, they struggled with Chattanooga, they've struggled with South Carolina. But I don't know, they are solid. There, there's some like solidness to this team. They they struggled against New Mexico State. New Mexico State playing in the SEC schedule with Alabama and Kentucky back to back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I do know, and I, I, I think Kentucky getting a field goal is absurd. I think the wrong team is favored. Kentucky is just a better team. So Kentucky plus three, pretty simple, in my opinion. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Possibly the game of the day outside of Michigan, Ohio State. I mean, there are a bunch of other good matchups, but. This is definitely the, the, the second biggest game of the day, yeah. Um, Bedlam, Oklahoma laying four up to four and a half. In some, I mean, Oklahoma State, excuse me, laying four up to four and a half in some spots. Um, Oklahoma State's got a great defense. We talk all the time about Oklahoma's offense, but it really hasn't been that good this year. And, like, I don't think Oklahoma might is that good. Um, this is a huge opportunity for OK State. Do you believe in Gundy to, like, get it done? I mean, he has to lay a pretty significant number to do it. I mean, just a couple four and a half. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I uh, I believe in the Gunder. I think uh, I think I think you can get it done here. I think Oklahoma's offense has just been lackluster all year, and I think Oklahoma State can 
can shut them down on defense. The one thing is I think Oklahoma's defense can also shut down Oklahoma State, which makes the four and a half a lot to lay. So I will take the under 50 and a half. The under. The under 50 and a half. No play on a side, though. No, but I like I like Oklahoma State. I could I could maybe be talked into a, a two for one. What are you thinking? I'm thinking Oklahoma. <laughs> I mean, we've seen this we've seen this script before with Oklahoma State, and like they just haven't won the big game under Gundy. And now they now everybody like is all aboard the Oklahoma State bandwagon because everybody's so far down in Oklahoma. But like, what if Oklahoma is still just a better team? And now they're getting four and a half in a big game because they are still playing for a chance to go to the to the go to the um the Big Twelve Championship game. Also, if Oklahoma wins this game, they're playing in the Big Twelve Championship game. Baylor has two losses, and then Oklahoma State would have two losses. Oklahoma wins yeah. this game going to the Big 12 championship game. And then even in a weird way, even though it's, it's hard to believe, but then then their college ball playoff dream isn't slammed shut. I mean, the door, the, the crack is pretty thin, but, like, it isn't slammed shut. Because you beat Oklahoma State, and then let's say you get revenge on Baylor, or you beat Oklahoma State again, whatever, however the tiebreakers work out. I mean, they're a New Year's Six team, and, like – Everybody seems to love Oklahoma State, but their offense isn't very good. The Oklahoma defense has been playing better. Like Lincoln Riley is a it should be a very good coach. He should be able to scheme something up in a big game. Plus four and a half. Like they just beat Iowa State. Like that, even though it was a little fluky, like that's still a big win for them. They lost to Iowa State last year. Like, so they're coming in with confidence. I mean, I'm talking you on to it. I know I am. I'm talking myself onto it. I'm talking myself onto it. Onto what? Onto Oklahoma. No, no, you're talking. You're talking me on Oklahoma State. Why? Are you serious? (laughs) Squarest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) How is that the squarest thing you've ever heard? Oklahoma's been terrible all year. Maybe they're not. Maybe this is what we said before Baylor, and then Baylor smacked them. No, we liked Baylor. Yeah, because we said everybody's thinking about Oklahoma's going to get it. I, what is Oklahoma even showing to be that they're within four points of Oklahoma State? The only thing that I think is their defense is good. Colin, they just beat Iowa State. We're, like, completely discounting that. I lost that game. They should have lost. Did, and they, they, were did they not? They were at home. Okay, did this they, is they road. I understand. They won. Did Oklahoma State beat Iowa State? No. Okay. Oklahoma State beat Baylor. So what? It's it's a vicious cycle, but that's what I'm saying. So I think it's closer to a pick I think four and a half is too many. I think Oklahoma can absolutely win this game outright. So boomer sooner, baby. Fight. Fight, fine, fight. Let's go square up, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oklahoma State minus four. Okay. I can get you a four, Colin. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's what I said. Yeah. All right, Oklahoma State minus four. 
Sounds like you're just fighting just to fight because you know I'm pretty ass at college football. And you're like, no, no, I'm, no, I'm gonna come no, no, no. up this lock fight record. <laughs> That's what I registered there. No, no, this is talk me off of it then. Tell me why I'm wrong because I'm not wrong. Lawrence is not good. Market's down. has been the better team all year. The defense is really good. What? Market is down on him. That's what I said about Texas last week, man. Um, the Iowa State win is, is is not impressive. They should have lost that game. This is their one chance. Oklahoma State's going to be pumped up. They haven't beat. They never beat Oklahoma. They actually have the better team this year. And oh, nothing of Caleb Williams post the bye week, right? Yeah, like yeah, post the bye week, going into Baylor and Iowa State. Neither of those games were impressive. And the fact that they weren't impressive leads me to believe that Oklahoma State's defense can help them win this game. And I think they can win like 14 to zero. Okay. Or 14 to I think they're going to struggle to move the ball, which is why I didn't want to play it originally. But I just think their defense is better than Oklahoma's defense. And at home, I think they're going to be fired up. They never get to beat Oklahoma. Oklahoma's about to leave for the SEC. Okay, there you go. Pretty simple. Lock fight. Notre Dame's laying 18 and a half, Colin, at Stanford. Um, Stanford's terrible. Well, what, what do you want to talk? What do you want to say about this game? I'm staying far <laughs> away for all the listeners that want to know. <laughs> There's lots of them. Um, I guess Tony McGee's back. Uh, Stanford's pretty bad. Billy Sound, they kind of fucked him up. Uh, hopefully, we'll lay a number on him. I mean, there's not much to say about the game. The one thing, I guess, is that um, one of my dad's friends yeah. like, said something about Buckner starting this week. Why would they do that? It doesn't make any sense. Tony but, uh, and I, I haven't heard. <laughs> I haven't seen anything on the boards or anything else there. So either that's like incredibly insider information. Or he's just talking out his ass. Or he's just talking out his ass. <laughs> so that that that's I'm very intrigued about that. Because if this pops out, like I don't know, I almost didn't want to I was I was thinking about telling you post podcast. Maybe we should cut that out. Because if this is like something they're hiding, I don't want to be them them to find out. Getting spoiled on the podcast. Yeah, well, I'm sure they're they're real worried about that. We can cut it out if you if you want me to. Um, are you nervous at all? I mean, it's Stanford and they always play close, so a little bit more nervous than Tech. Okay. I, I I just think this there's no way we just like blow them out like Tech. I feel like it's got to be close for at least one or two quarters. Um, nothing from me, obviously. Are we good to move on to Cal UCLA? Yeah. All right. Um, interesting late night game. I love Justin Wilcox as a dog. Cal plus six and a half. Um, really just six and a half. There's a juice seven, but I, it's too much juice. Um, UCLA is the much better team, but like laying six and a half, that number feels stinky to me. Like I feel like they're trying to trap you in a bet in UCLA. Right? Cal's been so hot. Cal? 
Yeah. They're hot? I don't think they've lost in a while. Didn't they lose to Arizona? But that was with COVID. That was. They had all types of COVID issues. Then they just blew out Stanford. I agree. And they got a chance to get the bowl eligibility, no? Cal is the best rushing defense in the Pac-12. They also have one more game left this season. They'll play USC again. Right? They'll play USC as in the makeup game next week. You like Cal? I like Cal. I kind of like Cal. Is there a seven? I mean, not really. I don't care. I'll take the six and a half. I prefer UCLA one, though. You know what I mean? Because I don't want Cal to have uh, to get the six wins. Why? Just because of the... Uh... I don't know. I don't want there to be too many bowl games and some, somehow Rutgers gets left out. I like Cal. I think Cal Cal is getting healthy. I love Justin Wilcox as a dog. They find ways to muck these games up. I think the line stinks a little bit. Um, people really like UCLA. Um, yeah, I'm a, give me Cal too. And I just think um, of, I think about the matchup. Like Cal is really good defensively, especially against the rush. UCLA really is just a run first team. Um, like Cal's pass defense is also like not terrible. Like it's not good, but it's like not terrible. So I think Cal can can make this a really interesting interesting game. So I like Cal plus six and a half. Yeah, I agree. I think they might win this game outright. Yeah, they're total, They're definitely live, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. Wilcox as a dog has been a serious thing at Cal. I wonder what his what his record is against the spread as a dog. I'm gonna look it up. U USC BYU. Anything from you there, Colin? Not really. No? I'm at a low number. I, th- I think BYU would win more. I think BYU is going to kill them. Yeah, what, why is it the line only at seven? I don't know, but I, I feel like everybody thinks that. Yeah, BYU is catching so much, so much money. I'm not – I can't bet that. BYU, BYU is catching 90% of the tickets and the cash. I can't get there. I can't be that square, dude. <laughs> Justin Wilcox took over at Cal what year? 2017? Let me see what his head coaching record was in 2017. Yeah, hang on. Justin Wilcox since 2017 against the spread. Hang on. This is a very – I am very interested in seeing this. As an underdog. Oh, dude. Cal is 20 and eight against the spread under Wilcox as a dog. You know, so you know the teams that are better in that, in that time period? The same teams that we always like as underdogs. Northwestern? Uh, not Northwestern, although they're pretty good as a dog also. Oklahoma State? Oklahoma State is 11 and two as an underdog in that time. Utah? Notre Dame? Purdue. 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 K-State. Like, these are all teams that – like, so there's there's a little rhyme to our reason there, you know? Yeah. 
Okay. Anyway, that's, that's all I need. I love Cal plus six and a half, but USC BYU, I've no, no feeling on. I'm just glad that on one of these late night games, there's something for me to, to get going. Yeah. All right. Money line time. Let's get it. Give me the money lines on Minnesota, LSU, Oklahoma, and Cal. I'll tell you exactly what those are. Hang on one second. Hang on. Got to pull it up. Okay. Minnesota, plus 240. That's a number. That is a number. Money line sprinkle for me, Minnesota, plus 240. Forty. All right, where are you going? Give me ECU plus five hundred. Carolina plus five hundred. North Kakalaki plus two hundred. Say it again. North Kakalaki. North who? Kakalaki. I can't understand what you of oh, Carolina. Carolina. Plus what? 200. Okay. Should I go now? Yeah. LSU. LSU plus. Looks like 210. LSU plus 210. Okay. Um, right, yeah. Georgia Tech plus 4,000. Okay, shut up. I'll give it to they, How are they even offering? Pendle is the only book that's offering that line. It's minus 100,000 on Georgia. I mean, Georgia's not losing the game, so. 100,000. If you wanted to bet it. That means to have that line out means they think there's even the slightest chance that they could lose the game, which is ridiculous. Oklahoma. Oklahoma plus 160 for me. Also, I just want to add that in. Are we, are we hitting that Michigan money line? Oh no, I don't think they win the. Uh, you think they can win the? I don't, I don't like on the old on the old bet MGM, you know. What is it? I can't get there. No, not for me. Do you want Michigan? Can I sit on it? No. No? I don't think yeah. I mean, I'm not getting there. Do you want it? Yes. Give it to me. Okay. What's the number? 260. What else do you want? I'm going to get there on Cal. Oh, I want Cal too. Okay. You can get Cal plus two. 30. Cal plus 230. All right, that's it for me on the money line. Anything else for you? Cal, Cal. What happened, Cal? Yeah. Florida State? No? I'm happy with my three. Your four? There's a four on Florida State now? Oh, oh no, your three. I thought you meant your three money lines. Your three. Your three. Um, your, your I thought it was a two and a half. It did. Did you did you mess with it? No. You being you being fugazi. You definitely did. No, I didn't. <laughs> check the check the edit history. Let me just check one more time for you. 
No, it's just three and a half. It's just two and a half. Just three and a half. Well, it's just Florida, Florida State plus two and a half is the best you can get. All right, enough out of you. Okay, recap your recap your plays now. Mississippi State minus one, ECU plus fourteen and a half. Is it fourteen and a half out there? Yeah, Fanduel. UNC plus sixteen, six and a half. Washington plus one and a half. Michigan plus eight and a half. FSU plus two and a half. They're rough. They're rough. Girls plus one and a half. Ruddy Nation. Penn State minus one. Navy minus 12. Oklahoma State minus four. Cal plus six and a half. Oklahoma. Oklahoma State under 50 and a half. ECU plus 500. North Carolina plus 200. Michigan plus 260. Cal plus 230. Mississippi State minus one for me, consensus play. Washington plus one and a half for me, consensus play. Michigan plus eight and a half, consensus play. Penn State minus one, consensus play. Right? Yes, consensus play. Minnesota plus seven. LSU plus six and a half. Kentucky plus three. Oklahoma plus four and a half. We're fighting for the first time in weeks. Cal plus six and a half, another consensus play. And then Minnesota 240, LSU 210, Oklahoma 160, and Cal plus 230 on the money line. But most importantly, the game of the year in the Big Ten Conference, Rutgers, Maryland, will be, in, will be there, will be in attendance, and uh, we'll be loud and proud for the Scarlet Knights. All right, Colin, happy Thanksgiving. Let's, uh, yeah. let's have a monster week. Let's win a bunch of bets. Um, and then we'll break it all down next week as we get set for the, for the conference championships and then bowl season, best time of the year. Best time of the year. All right. Thanks for listening to the Hook and Ladder podcast. We will talk to all of you next week. Peace out. See ya.